and welcome to Do Not Resuscitate, a DNR fancast. I am UDM Ken, and joining me today is Amy. Hi, I'm Amy, and I play V, the half orc fighter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking of instantly derailed. Speaking of immediately derailed, CJ. Hello, my name is CJ. I play uh, Jacoba, the Drabard. God damn it, we are on the rails, Rob. I am Rob. I play Hamish Thorleifson, the Dwarf Sorcerer. And last but not least, Ian. I am Ian. I play Liam Elsier, the Bard. Uh, so, recap for last session. I took very detailed notes, and unlike last time, where we hadn't played in a month and a half and I had no idea what the hell was going on, we have also not played in a month and a half, or roughly a month, but this time, I took notes. Uh, so I remember what happened. <laughs> so... We started last session off with the immediate aftermath of Liam pointing a mysterious magical item at his own face and saying, hey, hold me down if you must. And uh, he was bombarded with a lot of visions, and in his subjective time, he had spent three days being coerced and bombarded with, with persuasion. So he was really out of it. He, uh, all he could get out immediately afterward was, they're invaded. They're invading, and he wanted to go lay down and rest. And he wanted to go home, but he was so woozy that he had to, like, take a seat, and and everyone tried to, you know, help him. Uh, Umbern wanted to look at the wand, which Jeremy had wrapped up in his cloak to keep safe, because he wasn't sure. He didn't want anyone to touch it. He wanted to keep it safe. <clears throat> uh, Umbern rolled a crit on his arcana, so he knew this thing inside and out. He, he said that it was safe to touch unless you activate it, and it's really about pointing it. And he said it was a, a form of magical communication, whereas normal magical communication is like a person-to-person connection. This one was intended to connect a person to something spiritual, probably like a ghost or a god. And he assumed that, you know, this little flimsy stick. Spirit. Yeah, a spirit or a god. And Umbert assumed that uh, this flimsy stick probably wasn't capable of communicating with gods, so the obvious conclusion is that it was to connect to spirits, which Liam uh, corroborated, because he spoke to uh, Lester, who was a spirit. And uh, so people couldn't really absorb too much at that point, because it was late, they had a long day, and so they decided to go uh, lie down. As people were bedding down... First, we went on a whole tangent at night where Jacoba decided to go on a quote-unquote walk, which everyone assumed was to go to the Honorable Pillow, but he actually was investigating to see if he could learn the whereabouts of Mr. Honorable, who he knew, who he knew was in town, but they didn't. nobody knows much about him. So at first he went to the Pounce and Claw where you guys first met him. It was closed. Didn't learn much there. Next he went to the docks to see if that the unnamed boat was there, but it wasn't there either. And so he kind of spent a little bit of time wandering aimlessly. I had him roll a luck check. He rolled pretty well. He ended up in the residential district right behind Liam's house, which Dakota had no idea that's where it was. And he happened to catch a glimpse of Mr. Honorable sneaking around in the night. Uh, he followed him to a dark alley, and Jacoba very nearly lost him. But when he looked up, he saw that he was hanging off of a second-story window and peeking in. And he decided to just hang out and watch for a bit. So after some time observing, he got snuck up on by someone uh, who... You know, in the meta, we all know was actually Zill, but Jacoba doesn't know that. He was just some stranger in the night. And Jacoba told him, hey, someone's sneaking around looking at this house. And the stranger was like, looked directly at the house that he was looking at and went, what, where? And chased after him. They ended up in a bit of scuffle in the night, and Jacoba kept his distance a bit. And the silhouette, who we assumed to be Mr. Honorable, used some sort of flashbang item 
and stunned both Jacoba and Zill. And Zill recovered faster than Jacoba and ran off after him. And Jacoba was kind of left in the dust from there and decided not to follow. Probably wouldn't have been smart. <clears throat> he peeked in through the first floor window and the most he could make out was a living room with a, a very gaudy jacket that was in process in process of being made and that was about it uh the next morning uh or that's right after his his uh little night mission he went to go back to the office to sleep on his usual cot but they were spoken for by both v and liam and uh there wasn't any room for him so he had to go to the honorable pillow rent a room and uh that came with a free breakfast so jacova very happily spent the morning eating his free breakfast and listening to Susie perform and uh, V decided that she wanted to get up early and go have some breakfast at the Honorable Pillow and had a very awkward run-in with Jacoba. And they both sat down and uh, went to eat breakfast while staring daggers at each other and not saying anything. <laughs> and, uh, side note, Susiana rolled such an incredible performance check that I decided that both V and Jacoba got one use of a bardic inspiration for the entire day. Which... With the time we ended, they would still have, but I think they will quickly lose. Um, meanwhile, while everyone was asleep in bed the night before, Hamish took his murder board that he was secretly building in the, basically the mop closet, uh, and w- and uh, he reconstructed it into the main kitchen area. And when everyone had woken up and was gathered, he walked everyone through his step-by-step evidence that either one of two things were absolutely true. One, the political forces in town hired the Rat King to open a re- restaurant in town. Or two, the Cobalts are planning to invade Fairbay for the for Lindquist. And Liam confirmed that not only was Hamish correct about the Cobalts, but Lester was or is in on it. So the party decided to go investigate Lester's house and found it to be like this organized chaos mess with stacks and stacks of books. Liam found some personal journals that were written in complete nonsense. Jacoba found an advanced book of enchantment theory, and with some diligent study, he probably can learn a spell from the School of Enchantment. Which, I'll just say it, it, it will take somewhere in the ballpark of 20 to 30 hours of consistent study. So, starting from the calendar of today, it would take him, you know, if he spent a couple hours a day, it would take him, you know, a couple weeks-ish. I think once we hit the 20-hour mark, we can start rolling, like, arcana checks to see if he achieved the spell and then it'll be more about how much he retained throughout that time but we'll get there when we get there um the book that hamish found he was looking for anything to confirm his theory and he found one book at the bottom of a stack in the in the corner of the room that was on military logistics and it really was just about how you feed and move an army which was like a really boring topic but hamish took it as proof positive that his evidence was absolutely correct that Lester was building an army and making it move. <laughs> so, um, a, a weird yeah, thing. He had to move supplies for a restaurant, so I'm pretty sure that that's part of it. Well, well, yes, it was about moving material over distance, which could also be applied to restaurants. Could restaurant. also be supply for a restaurant. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Yeah, we can do that. Um, let's see, where was I in the notes? Oh, right, a, a weird thing about the personal journals is that uh, I had everyone roll medicine checks on them. Uh, because, which was a weird thing, everyone assumed it was a cipher, why in the world would you roll med- medicine? But someone succeeded in medicine, I think it was uh, Umbrin, actually. And it turned out, the reason I was having you roll medicine was because 
This is not in a cipher. The, jo- the journals were written by someone with severe dyslexia, which is a medical condition. <laughs> so knowing that they're not like in code, it's just scrambled letters and words and whole sentences sometimes, Liam was able to slowly decipher the whole language. And reading through the journals, he found that some time ago, Lester was like a really timid, like self-conscious person. And he, he never thought he'd be a good wizard due to his dyslexia. And then one day he was approached by the spirit of Lindquist and was granted magical power. And he knew he was destined, destined for greatness. And then everything beyond that was about serving his great purpose. And uh, so, so learning everything that they learned, you all decided that the Cobalt Army was probably a more pressing issue than the circles are at the moment. Hamish wandered out, wandered, eh, not wandered, wondered. He thought out loud. If the circles could be used against the army, and V very suddenly was like, wait, I've got an idea. I'm going to take my axe. I'm going to go put it in the circle of intelligence and see what happens. At first, it was when because it's just been wiggling constantly ever since it was animated. <clears throat> After a few minutes, it stopped wiggling. V went to touch it, and it flinched. And so she rolled an animal handling to try and calm it down, which uh, did end up working. And uh, Hamish just suggested that you guys leave the axe in the circle overnight to see if it got smarter. Uh, v wasn't comfortable with the idea of leaving him there all alone, so she named him Choppy, and around noon, V and Hamish decided to sit down and keep Choppy company while he sits in the circle for some unknown amount of time. Hamish suggested overnight. I don't know if we ever decided that they were going to do it overnight. Um, but Jeremy first sure thought you guys were going to go for a camp, so he ran back to the office to get some snacks. And then, uh, in the meantime, Jacoba and uh, Liam... Decided to head to the Honorable Pillow just to spend some time there, and they had a very lovely chat with Susie. And that's where we left the session off, was it's around noon. Everyone decided they were going to leave Choppy in the circle overnight, probably. You know, bake on 350 for 12 hours. Yeah, we were camping out there. Yep. Okay, so since you guys are camping out there... Is Jacoba going to spend another time at night investigating things, and does he want to bring Liam along, or is he going to continue his long tradition of solo night missions? <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll bring Liam along. He's in a good mood. <laughs> That's true. He, he had better, a, better. Yeah, he had a very lovely. He had a very lovely conversation with. Uh, <clears throat> With Susie, and she even touched his arm at one point. It was nice. So he's he's on cloud nine right now. <laughs> um, Shit's so the fun right. part is, fun part is, I I didn't actually finish re-listening to the last episode recorded, so I have no idea what the conversation was. <laughs> uh, the conversation was just a roll. I okay. we didn't play it out. I just said, all right, well, if you're going to spend time, let's just roll a persuasion check on Jacoba's part to see how well it goes. Like, not say what they were talking about. Just just spend some time together. And then we also had Liam roll just to make sure if he was third wheeling or not messing anything up. And it was more like, uh, he's out of it, but he doesn't really get in the way or anything. So the three of you just had a, like, a lovely afternoon just chatting. Oh, okay. Excellent. That would explain why I don't remember the conversation. Because I really wasn't one. <laughs> it was pretty much a roll. This is just a, another moment in the long chain of uh, individual events that determine how this very uh, juicy soap opera plays out. Mm. <laughs> just the storyline. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the main story. All of this like spooky circle stuff and all that, like that doesn't matter. Mm. Nobody gives a shit about that. Doesn't give us the ratings. Hmm. 
Okay, so let's let's start with Jacoba and Liam. We'll just fast forward to evening time, and we'll go back to V, Hamish, and Jeremy and Choppy <laughs> at some point later, because I do have a plan for that. But Jacoba and Liam. So what? This is Jacoba took this on his own initiative. So what is he gonna? say to Liam about getting this going? Uh, that is an excellent question. Uh, Chicago will probably just mention that, like, hey, I saw uh, Mr. Honorable last night. If he was being sketch as fuck, you want to come check it out with me? <laughs> um, um, uh, why, why did you see Mr. Honorable last night? Because I was taking a walk, obviously. I feel like you were doing more than taking a walk if you bumped into Mr. Honorable. Now, I didn't bump into him. I happened to see him, and my dog is moving around. <laughs> I had no idea you had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, uh, well, I suppose then, like, where, where did you see him? Would be would be my question if you just happen to run into it. Chicago will describe uh, the area around Liam's house. Yeah, so in in character, it's described as uh, that part of the residential district across the street from the Temple of Cord, that Smokers Corner area where we first met the teenagers, and that is well, yeah, like you said, exactly behind Liam's house, <laughs> but Jacoba doesn't know that. Um, does does Jacoba describe the building? It was nighttime, so he wouldn't be able to describe the building very precisely, would it? Other than it was a second-story floor, or it was, a, it was like a two-story building. Yeah. But it's not the only one I on lost, the block. Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> the only one on the block. All right. So, Liam would be like, uh, well, I know that area pretty well if you want to show me which building it was. And as un and stalkery as he can, Jacoba will peek into the windows until he sees that uh, thing that he saw. Oh, so you're, you're going to take him to that house? And, yeah. And like, okay, so. Just kind of walk by, poke his head. Yeah, I think it'd be, it, it would not take long. Like, I don't think he would even have to peek in through the windows. Like, it's. I think, <laughs> uh, I think when Jacoba goes to look into the one of the windows, Liam would be like, um, dude, that's my house. Oh, well, uh, this is also the, uh, house that Mr. Honorable was scoping out. Uh, uh... And, and Jacoba would even be able to point to the specific window he was looking into, which is the window to Jamie's room. Mist uh, Mr. Honorable was looking in the window to my brother's room? I guess, I don't know the, in the layout of your house. Uh, so that's my brother's room. Sometime. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. And, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and this um, this this guy came up behind me and was asking me why I was looking at the house, and then I pointed out Mr. Honorable, and then they got into a little scrap, and this uh, flash thing went off and blinded us. Just Mr. Honorable, I I have so many questions right now. Um, and I, 
Uh, Ken. Yeah. Mr. Honorable is a tiefling or a, a drow? He's, he appears as a drow, yes. He appears as a drow. Um, that makes me think he's not actually a drow, but some form of construct disguised as a drow. Well, in the meta, he's actually part drow. Oh, okay. He's actually like a half elf, but he's he he takes very heavily from the drow side. All right, he's a drow. Um, hmm. would Jamie be home? Um, it depends on when you guys decide to go. If it's like you only hung out with. Yeah, if it's only you hung out with Susie for a few hours and it's like two or three in the afternoon, he's probably still working at the blacksmith. But if you decided to like do some of this scoping out in the evening, nighttime, then he would definitely be home. I will leave that up to CJ. Yeah, his mission. Oh no, don't say that. <laughs> Make a choice. <laughs> I need, I need a quarter. I need to flip a coin because I'm excellent at making decisions. You could roll a D2. Yeah. Or cool. D1. Or odds or evens on literally anything. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the question again? Do, do, uh, do you go in the afternoon? Or, or afternoon. Yeah, do you go in the afternoon or do you go in like evening, nighttime? Are you being like fully spy sneaky or are you just going like, oh yeah, by the way, that's where I saw him. Like just in daylight. <clears throat> Well, I imagine it would have been, like, right after we had that chat with uh, Susie. So we're talking probably... Chica. Yeah, so you're talking Chica about, like... Goes to work and me and Liam start walking out, and I just say, Hey, you want to go uh, check something out with me? Yeah, so it would be right. at latest, like, one or two in the afternoon. So Jamie okay. would still be working. Hmm. At the smith. So... At the blacksmith called Smitten, by the way. <laughs> just as a reminder. That's why it says Smitten down there. That's the name of the. Oh, and that little icon is Jamie. Yes, I decided to put the nameplate on it so that everyone would know. All right. Um. So, upon hearing that, well, I mean, Jamie's Jamie's a blacksmith. He makes weapons. I don't like. It's possible he could be making weapons for Mister Honorable. Like that's what he was shipping out of here when, um, we were on his ship. But would Jamie be making weapons for him or his employer? Well, uh, I don't know, but I do know who we can ask. Uh, Liam Dway. And so Liam does. Da -na 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 -na. Okay, so you are going to the smithy. <clears throat> You're planning to yes. approach Jamie, or you just want to go straight to his his master? Uh, I'd want to talk to Jamie. Okay. Uh, I need to quickly look through my notes just to see if I... Because <clears throat> I haven't thought about this NPC attached to Jamie in ages. So I'll have to go to Jamie's... My notes on him to know, like, who's he working for? Or did I even name him? Cause I, I don't think you named his boss. I mean, I might have... No, I haven't. Okay. I'll, I'll have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you're going to go talk to Jamie and... Just, Jamie is in his usual spot, off to the side, you know, just working on st stuff, whatever happens to be the item of the day. I was about to, okay, what is he working on? Uh, well, let me roll for it. Um, one to five, he's working on, like, some really mundane tools, like he's making nails or something. Um, five... Nails are apprentice work. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, okay. five to fifteen, he's working on some bigger tools, like farm equipment, like a plow or something. 
And then, or tools for the shop. Yeah, yeah, or tools for the shop. Or sixteen to twenty, he's working on a weapon of some kind, like a sword or axe. Hmm. Eleven. Eleven. So tools. Yeah. So he, he's he's working on some sort of tool for the shop, maybe like a pair of uh, calipers, mm-hmm. those hooks that you use to. I think they're called calipers. The 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 pliers you use to hold things small. You mean tongs? Tongs. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> he, he's currently forging like a pair of tongs. All right. You can never have too many tongues. Uh, so, Liam would walk up to Jamie and be like, Hey, brother! Uh, uh, what are you working on? Um, let me roll a d20 on... How focused is he on this right now? 16. Super so focused. Fa- fairly focused. So when... When Liam, like, calls out to him, he flinches a bit because he was so focused it, it, on his work. But it, it doesn't cause any injury or anything to him. He just, huh? Hmm. Oh, oh, hey. Hey, Liam. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, hey, are are you guys working on, like, a big order of weapons for somebody by chance? And he scratches his head a little bit. Um, no, not especially. We We get a few orders of, like, swords here and there from the guard just as, like, replacements or backup stock, but... Nothing hmm. huge. Mostly farm okay. equipment lately. I mean, farm equipment is important. So I mean, yeah, they just had the off. They just had the harvest, you know. So it, this is the time of year that they all go in for maintenance and repair and such. So that, that's kind uh, of that's our fair. that's our I'll work that. this time of year. Has a uh, draw man approached you at all? Um, I don't know. Let me just roll a d twenty again. Nine. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't seen any. All right. Uh, apparently, there was a guy scoping out our house last night. And with that, Jimmy will look very concerned. What? What do you mean, scoping yeah. out? Yeah. I don't know. Jacoba, what do you mean by scoping out? I mean, he had a little notepad. He was walking around, making notes, and then I lost him around the corner, but then he was, like, climbing up the, 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 uh, the, the rail. And... and- at that, Jimmy was, is now giving you two his full attention. He's he's taking his work and he's set it aside and he's rubbing his hands on a towel. He's like, okay, wait. Like he climbed up, like he was he was like looking on the second story window. Like what's who was he looking at? Why? Beats me. He was just what? looking through the window. I figured I'd check with you first because Zill fucking disappears. For like twenty hours out of the day. Yeah, I I have no idea what he's doing. I assume he's working because rent gets paid, but like, I yeah, I know, right? I haven't exactly had a chance to talk to him because, like, he must get home pretty late because I I get up early in the morning to come work here and he's he's dead asleep all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't really talk to him when he's gone when I get home. Yeah, I've. I mean, I've seen him once, and that was briefly, yeah, and it was really late. It's hard to talk to him when he's he's up so late. Can't imagine what kind yeah. of yeah. I mean, this this is a small town. If everybody sleeps pretty early. I can't imagine what he's doing. Well, I mean, I can think of something, but I don't think he's doing that. <laughs> and, and Jimmy will will actually giggle a little bit nervously. He he actually I, seems pretty disturbed at the notion that someone is spying on them at night. Uh, Liam, Liam would share his concern visibly. 
Like, this is a very disturbing piece of news. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I, if you really don't feel comfortable staying at home, I'm sure you could stay. I mean, I don't think there's a place where you can sleep here, but you could definitely stay where I work. They've got places to sleep. Um, um, bring earplugs. Yeah, earplugs. And he'll furrow his brow at the earplugs comment, but he's, he's like now, his body language, he's got his arms wrapped around himself a little bit, like a little defensive. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think, the only person I could think of is maybe they're either looking for somebody or they're looking for Zill, which, uh, I'm gonna hope for they're just looking for somebody and that was the wrong house. Yeah, Jamie will shrug and nod his head like, hey, I don't know what, so. I don't know what's going on, but I will definitely be sleeping at where you work. Yeah. I'll, after, when I get off work today, I'll stop by the house and basically make a little bedroll and grab a couple of basic supplies and head over there. Yeah. Uh, that would probably be a good idea. I think I'll stay um, I'll stay at home tonight and wait up for Zill and tell him what's going on. Just so, like, you know, he doesn't get home and we're magically gone. Because if he knows someone's trying to scope out the place and we magically disappear, that'd probably freak the fuck out of him. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I do need to get back to work, but thanks yeah. for telling me. I. Oh, yeah. you said he, we're looking for a drow person? I'll try and yeah. keep an eye out. There's. Fairbay is mostly humans, so I would think he would stand out, but I get pretty focused on my work, as you know, so I'll, I'll try and keep it's an eye out. That's why you do such good work. Oh, and he'll, he'll smile a little at the compliment. Like, I'll I'll try and keep an eye out, but I really need to get these these tongs done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go, go back to your work. I'll, I'll see and... you this evening at the office. Yeah, yeah. I'll make supper. Oh, and your cooking's always great. And he'll go back to and grab his tongs and start hammering loudly. <laughs> mm. and Liam would sneak in a quick hug and then kind of like scoot out real quick. Oh, he'd quickly like pat you on the back too. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. they part ways. So mm-hmm. what what now? Is there like a follow up or is the plan to have Liam stake out his own house at night? Um, I think at this point. The plan is to stake out his own house, if nothing else, to talk to Zill. Yeah. Okay. And figure out what's going on. All right. Yeah. So, in that case, unless anyone else has any other plans, we can fast forward to the evening and we'll switch the camera over to the uh, slumber party going on. Mm. In the in the other barn. Yeah. I imagine it eventually gets boring just sitting there and watching an axe in a circle. <laughs> yeah, Hamish will start asking questions about um, Orcish and Half-Orc society and how they greet each other and how weird it is that in Fairbay, like, a goodbye is to pat people on the crotch and he's not sure whether that applies to, like, opposite genders. It's very confusing. <laughs> oh, <goodness>. um, <laughs> so- <laughs> 
If he starts asking about orcs, she'll just like give a shrug and say, I've got no idea. I grew up in Dern Hollow. Oh, okay. Well, in Dern Hollow, do, uh, how, how do they say goodbye to you? Do, do you pat each other in the groin? No. See, I thought it was very odd, but I've had some actually very good reactions to it, so I figure it must be a thing. But I, I, look, if I was in Dern Hollow and we were to meet in Dern Hollow and I was to say goodbye and I patted you in the groin as a friendly goodbye, like, how would you react? Honestly, I'd probably punch you. Ah, so in Dern Hollow, you uh, you say goodbye with violence. <laughs> well, that's that's very like warning society. You know what? No, I don't. So, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> these are some good snacks you picked up. Uh, oh, thank you. And he. He's got, like, a whole bundle of, like, beef jerky and nuts, and he's just got, like, a whole spread of, of various... And some dried fruits. He's got some dried fruits in there, too. Oh, it's great. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. So, the, um... You guys had said at the end of last session that part of your reason for camping out here was to talk to the Axe to keep it company. Hey, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I'm not... Yeah, Hamish will be asking the Axe how they say goodbye to each other. Not expecting an answer, but just, you know, to fill in the conversation along the same lines. Okay, so... Choppy, how would you say goodbye to another Axe? Because I would think violently that would make sense for Axes. And plus you don't really have a groin, do you? So I would like Amy to, to roll me 3d6. Okay. So that's actually very good. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Because 3d6 is how many hours it will take for Choppy to hit the next level. <gasps> Not character level. Level of intelligence. <laughs> he, he was going to start, like, getting a class and everything? Uh, well, f- for for some, like, character sheet purposes, I may give him a class. But... I would He definitely has a character sheet. I like I said last session, I, I don't I never intend for some of these things to have character sheets, but the moment I don't have it, it becomes a problem. So I just I just preempt by Choppy has a character sheet, and I don't know if I'll ever use it, but I'd rather have it. <laughs> so Yes, accurate. His race and class are both axe. Which I don't know if you guys can see his character sheet if you're not allowed to edit. I don't think you can. But I did literally do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, his CJ is is in the chat. His racing class are both axe. Yes, that is accurate. Yeah, I saw that. So at five hours, for most of that, Choppy went from you know his general wiggling to the moment he hit. After a few minutes of him being in the circle, he went still. Other than like the flinching and reacting to being touched by V. Mm-hmm. But after about five hours, he will start to move again. And I don't know if five hours in, like, if V and Hamish are in deep conversation about whatever the hell weird questions Hamish has. You know what? V might have started asking Hamish how he made that um, pepper spray garlic lamp oil stuff. Because she wasn't around for that, I don't think. Oh, no. 
Yeah, and he has the recipe in his book, so he's like, "Ah, yeah, right. So, uh, that's what happens when you take uh, what was it, garlic, and I think beer and watermelon wine or something like that? something. I don't remember. I have to go back. Yeah, but yeah, you take like you add some cayenne pepper and. Uh, Remember to tell everyone that you're not actually trying to make wine this time because everyone tried to drink it and that was just a bad idea. Wait, you were making it to drink? No, 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 no. I'd already decided that this was never going to make a good drink. But because I'd just made carrot cake beer, everyone thought I was making more drinks and so they drank the pepper spray lamp oil. I think I'm going to call it Dragon's Breath from now on. It's a kick-ass name, honestly. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny because it didn't occur to me until you said just now. From V's perspective, Hamish just had a flammable liquid in his pocket. <laughs> From what she knows of Hamish, though, that isn't necessarily a surprise, though. <laughs> okay, I need to take a take a quick bio. So, five minutes. It'd be very easy to uh, distill a carrot cake beer. And have uh, Jeremy Bones as the label for it. That would be amazing. <clears throat> See, the thing is, I have a friend. Wait, am I muted? No, I'm not muted. Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> you have a friend. I have a friend who works, who, who works at a brewery and would be in a perfect position to make a carrot cake beer. I actually did try to get a carrot cake beer to send to CJ for Secret Santa, but um, <laughs> there is one uh, that I found which is available in, like, Michigan, I think. Um, and I, I set somebody on the track of it, and they just couldn't find it supplied anywhere, so I had to give up in the end. Oh, damn. <laughs> that would have been a great Secret Santa. <laughs> yeah. A couple of us got, like, each other in the group. Yeah, that's a little strange. Well, weird coincidence, I guess. Yeah. Or is it? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I do like those Yeah, It's guys, 8% though. alcohol, too. Wow. <laughs> oh, my. What is beer normally? Uh, like, five and a half. Yeah, this is the one by uh, Shorts Brewing Company. That's yes. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, eight percent. That that one's good, but like, yes, I'm twenty one or over. Yeah, there's a there's an Orkney ale called um, Skull Crusher, which I was going to send Jason at some point. Which, um, man, it's it's not a nice drink, but it's a beer that's fourteen uh, percent. Oof. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, after we're done the session, actually, I have a plan. Uh, with some of my friends to video chat. We're going to play Drinkopoly. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, like... Because I saw... So, our liquor stores were deemed an essential service, so they're still open. <laughs> uh, I believe also here in Maine they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> all the people who were lining up outside of them thinking clothes got looked real silly, and I just walked in the other day and, like, walked out $100 later, like... I live alone, and I'm not actually quarantined because I have to work, but I'm sure this will all come in handy someday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Barney book? The other advantage we have that apparently not every state does is um, all of our grocery stores also sell beer and hard liquor. Oh, no. Uh, ours, yeah. Washington. They used to live in... But not hard liquor. 
I used to live in a dry county, so you couldn't even get to go over the county line to get a yeah. store that even sold beer. I think we've had this conversation of before. This sounds about, familiar. Like, <laughs> Deja vu. Not to me. Yeah. Yeah. Washington sells liquor in the grocery stores, so it's it's nice. Um. Okay. So now that you're back, Ken. Yes. Um, what was the shirtless picture of Jamie? Because I don't remember any of that. Uh, we when we were first establishing what Jamie looked like, we had debated between two pictures that I had. I, I uploaded both of them here. It's in the ocean here in the map. There it is. So I, we were looking at two of them, and I, for some reason we decided that... On the oh. weird link. Oh, yeah, yeah. The link-like one was like a better version of him, because the this, like... <clears throat> I don't think it, the original art was even named Link, but it's very much Link. Like... Mm-hmm. He's got like a much more Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, he's got like a much more square jaw, and he's got some scarring on his face, and it it just looked like much better. And I think we also decided maybe that just having a straight up ultra sexy shirtless pick is like a bit tasteless. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys have some weird names for their beverages. I was looking for something pretty to look at, but that's fine. I mean, we'll, we can just say that, like, this is, you know, what he looks like when he's, like, <laughs> taking a, a sponge bath. I was... Right, this is the pack guy. Yeah, I was... Yeah. I was fully... I was fully intending that, like, later that night, uh, when he just heads straight to the, the office, he was going to take, like, a little towel bath. Nice. <laughs> like, no shame, well, covered in soot from the... and sweat from the smithing all day, so he... He was going to, like, clean himself just while chatting about the day, and this is what he was going to look like. <laughs> so I was totally going to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so coming back, now that I've used the restroom and I feel better. <clears throat> I really want to try a candy can porter. <laughs> so you guys were talking about stuff. That actually sounds really good. <laughs> you guys were talking about stuff. And, yeah. and about yeah. partway through just chit-chatting with between Hamish and V and uh, Jeremy and attentively listening. Um, Choppy stands up, which is weird. So he goes for, from basically sitting perfectly still to to his handle folding in half like an inchworm. And he gets the butt of his handle underneath himself, and he stands up and balances on the end of his handle. And he starts, and he starts to hop around a bit to locomote. Nice. <laughs> so, Copy, can you hear us? And uh, doesn't particularly react to anything you say. He's he's, it's a bit clumsy. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. He's he's not making a lot of progress, but he's not falling over. He's he's hopping around trying to make progress, but he's kind of going in circles. But the axe head is moving around as if it is like a head trying to look around. Well, I would say this is working. Seems like progress to me. Do we just keep him in the circle longer? Or is this where we want to... Well, I'd I'd bear that and have him wander off. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess everybody make a perimeter and don't let the don't let Choppy out of the circle. So, are you going to try and body block him, or are you trying to like set up a little like physical barrier? 
Hey, Mish, you got anything in your pack we could use as a fence? Let me check. <laughs> My initial thought is no, but I've been proven wrong before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. Let's see. Over Let's see. And he will like start emptying out his pack, and uh, there's. Yeah, and while she's and while he's doing that, um, she's looking around, like just seeing what's in the room that he could possibly use. Um. Well, let me quickly go back to the very old map for this area. So. Are this barrels? yes, but they're very old. So this is like an old abandoned barn before all of this went down. So yes, there are stacks of barrels, but they're all old and rotten. And you could feasibly take some that don't immediately fall apart upon touching and stack them around the circle. But yeah. if he tried to employ any amount of force, he probably <laughs> wouldn't take him long to get through it. I mean, she'll do that. <clears throat> As Hamish is looking through his bag, like, well, in case Hamish doesn't find it. Okay. I mean, he could he could jury rig something with, like, the stuff he's got in his pack, but there's nothing that particularly screams fence. He's got... You know, uh, like, pecans and string? Yeah. That, that's pretty much about <laughs> what it comes to. The Swiss Army pecans will strike again. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew how many, they had so many uses? It's incredible. So... Yeah. So V sets up all of these incredibly rotten barrels and sets up some sort of really crude makeshift fence. And I would say something in the ballpark of like 45 minutes to an hour of random hopping before he starts to make progress and going in a direction of any kind. Okay. And he will eventually like bump into one of the barrels. Okay, and once she gets this fence set up, she's, like, sitting there watching him, and every time it's like, there you go, bud, that's how, yeah, you want to hop like that, and there you go, you got this. Trying to, like, be encouraging and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So he does eventually manage to make some small forward progress and bump into one of the barrels, but he doesn't stop, he just keeps bumping forward into the barrels. And unless you, like, physically stop him, he'll eventually plant himself and swing his axe face into the barrel and start trying to chop it. <clears throat> whoa, 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 choppy, choppy. But these barrels are here to help keep you inside the circle. So he continues. <laughs> uh, she'll reach down and try to very gently pick him up, like, try to scoop him up by the bottom where he's hopping, because, like, now he has, like, a gent, like, it's starting to seem more like the head's the head and stuff, so she's not trying to grab him by the head, you know? I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. No, I, I know what you mean, because it'd be very yeah. rude to pick someone up by their temples. <laughs> so, um, roll on animal handling to see how he reacts. Do I get advantage because the other one's so good? Um, sure, you've built a rapport. Yay! Okay, wait, animal handling. Eh? Eh? All right, seventeen's pretty good. So, when when you pick him up by like the axe head area region gently, he doesn't immediately resist, but it, it's hard to read how his reaction is. But he doesn't like try and like chop your finger off. So you you point maybe you like turn him around and like point in the other direction yeah, to get him to like, like scoops him up a little bit and points him in a different direction and lets him go again. Okay, so. He continues to hop clumsily, but now he's making some forward progress. It's like watching a baby crawl. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so he starts to make some progress, and now in a little bit less time, closer to like 20 minutes, he he makes it to the other side of the circle, tries the chopping thing again. Okay, well, I, it's going to be a game of following him around the circle and just gently pointing him in new directions every time. <laughs> exactly. So, after another like couple hours, every time you turn him around, he's actually making a lot of progress in locomotion. And he's getting a bit more violent with the walls. <clears throat> um, Let's see. Allow me to pull up Choppy's character sheet because I have it, so why not? Um, Okay. Let me just roll an intelligence save. Twelve. Wow. I'm going to give him a couple points of intelligence. He's leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> so a- after quite a bit of this, he'll... St- after like the fifth time you've turned him around, he'll do like this weird sitting motion where he, he he's not falling over, but it, because he's only got like one leg, he kind of takes a knee. He just kind of folds it underneath him and he just sits there. <laughs> and he like tries, he just sits there for a bit. You okay, bud? Let me roll. Talking has not worked this whole time. She's still trying. Let me just roll a perception check. He's not good at this. Twelve. Okay, that's actually not bad. So, we, so when you speak, he actually, like, re- reacts a little bit. Doesn't look at V, but <laughs> he reacts. Like, his head perks up a little bit. Hmm. You know, we... Hmm. I don't know what to say to him. What do you say to an ex? <laughs> That's in character. She's, like, looking at Jeremy and Amish, like... Uh, Hamish is given this serious thought, yeah, and you'll see it. This this puzzle <clears throat> crosses over his face. And, um, well, I think whatever you've been doing is working. So, more encouragement. Uh, uh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe you. Well, with any other uh, pet, if indeed this is what we're thinking of him right now, uh, food and water. And then, uh, well, uh, he, he, you might need to like potty train him so that he doesn't go in the house. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that would look like for an axe. Do, do you think he's going to be able to do it? And this is like this is something that she, she's reacting like this is something that's never crossed her mind before. But she thinks Hamish might have a point. Like, oh. oh, oh. But no, I bet you, I bet you anything that when he does, it'll be sawdust. And since that's what you use to clean stuff like that up, then we're already golden. So while V and Hamish are discussing this, Jeremy decides to go try and pet Choppy. Um, He rolled a nine for animal handling. Choppy reacted poorly and decided to attack Jeremy's hand and successfully hit him. (laughs) Rolled a 14 to hit. And dealt quite a bit of damage to Jeremy. So the image here is that while these two are chatting, Jeremy quietly just walks over and reaches out his like single finger to try and scritch him on the head, and Choppy reacts violently and just bam, right on the arm. And Jeremy like pulls his arm back and screams like he does to everything. So while you two are, are chatting, all you hear is Ah, ah Ow Jeremy, Jeremy, what happened? Well, I tried to pet him and he hit me. Oh, maybe axes don't like skeletons. And he's got like a pretty gnarly like axe gouge in his little arm bone. And, like, 
You you remember when you? Oh wait, I wasn't there for that. Never mind. <laughs> Whoa, we got meta there for a second. <laughs> huh, hey, V doesn't know that. Um, <laughs> he's he, Jeremy. You've got to be gentle with him. This is all new. I was and trying to be gentle. Just turn to Chaffee. Be like, it's okay, buddy. He didn't mean anything by it. It's fine. We know you didn't mean to hurt him. <laughs> and again, it's hard to convey body language of an axe. So. <laughs> right? I'm like, it, I'm trying to not just be like fully anthropomorphize it because it's, it's still just an axe. <laughs> so like, I suppose its reaction is like, not negative? <laughs> Not just an axe. It's an axe whose stepbrother is a sentient mouse. Yeah. And his other, and his older stepbrother is a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Never in all my years of D&D did I think I would hear that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Even from this group, I never thought I would hear that sentence. We I mean, just had a conversation about how sentient uh, axes would defecate. <laughs> <laughs> I, my concern is more: how does it perceive the world around it? It has no sensory organs. Have you ever it's seen the perceiving somehow? What's that, Amy? It's perceiving somehow. I mean, it's clearly perceiving more than none, <laughs> but it's got no eyes or ears. But it reacts when it's touched, so that's a, as far as you know. <laughs> maybe maybe Jeremy just touched it in the wrong place. Maybe. See, Jeremy, you just gotta talk to him a bit first. Don't just just don't just stick your hand in. Oh yeah, I did that with the badger at the fair in it. That was almost a disaster. The, the axe is like a badger. So there was a badger at the fair? Yeah, yeah, you did uh, well. I can't remember exactly what it was. The sign was kind of unclear. Uh, <laughs> but it bit me. This is a weird town. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so Jeremy is rubbing his arm where the where Choppy had like cut a little gouge out of him. And he's actually going to be a little pouty about this. Like, no, I, I think I'll leave Choppy to you. And he'll go back to his little snack pack and sit down near it. She'll give him a pat on the shoulder like, it's okay, bud. <laughs> That's all right. You, you can take care of him. See, hopefully we can learn something about these circles. Clearly I'm not very good at it. And he starts picking at the little gouge a bit. <laughs> That's in character. Like, she had totally forgotten what she, they were doing. She thing. just wanted an axe, buddy. She didn't give a shit about the circles. She's not here for science. No. <laughs> she wants pets. <laughs> See, Hamish is here for the designs because he's making notes with us. And his whole idea about getting weapons to move on their own towards the kobolds is worked out, but now he's writing down this note in his book that says uh, fatal flaw in plan, kobolds can just turn weapons around and they'll bounce back to us. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So far you've observed that when it hits an obstacle it just starts attacking the obstacles, so... Um, so... She's gonna take a piece of like maybe one of the broken barrels and put it in the circle with Choppy and be like, here, you you can chop at this. And, if you want. Oh no. And he's in like sentient and then gets murdered. 
<laughs> Listen, she's not thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still kneeling. Um, this will be cyclical for like a good, I don't know, a couple hours after this. I'm going to roll another intelligence save. Eight. No new progress. So this, it takes quite a while for much of anything to change. Uh, at this point, Choppy understands that he's trapped. And so he's not really doing much. <laughs> so he's, he's not chopping at his, at his choppable piece of wood? Uh, nope. He's uh, not really doing much. He, he tried walking around. Now he's trying kneeling for a bit. Okay. I mean, she'll sit there and be like, so you're in Fair Bay. Um, seems to be a weird town. And she'll just like kind of tell him all about it. Just, she's gotten here. Just info dump. Um, yeah, just info dumping on the axe. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> nope. Choppy's eyes glaze over. He he got none of that. <laughs> Hamish will explain that although it's polite to pat people on the groin when you say goodbye, that that's probably a bad idea for an axe to try. <laughs> he did not understand that. Well, more than understand, he didn't even hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's fair. Yeah. Again, he's got no sensory organs. So he's, he's not really seeing or hearing. He keeps walking into walls. Now he's kneeling, looking a little sad. Maybe we should let him explode outside the circle for a while. We can always put him back in. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so she'll she'll open up the 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 like the barrel a doorway in the barrels, and if he doesn't go for it himself, she'll try to like gently like nudge him like. He, there, you can you can go hop around that way. We'll just keep an eye on you. Okay, go, go ahead and roll an animal handling with advantage. Okay. Let's see if he gets the message. Nineteen. Oh, fantastic! So yeah, he 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 gladly takes the opportunity to walk, hop in the direction that V had pushed him, and he hops around, and he eventually runs into some of the walls in the barn and gives like he'll chop at them, but not like uh, I need to get the fuck out thing. More like a uh, exploratory like. Just a little poke. Mm. And because these walls are real flimsy, his his little axe will chop into them really easily. But he he makes his way around the perimeter of the of the barn and it's he's like probing the edges of his space, really. Okay. He seems to at least get what an axe is supposed to do. Yeah, I mean he's it, living up to the, his choppy name. And it's important to note that his locomotion is significantly better than it was at first. He's he's Definitely walking as opposed to the random crawling he was doing before. Is it walking or like hopping? It's definitely hopping. Okay. It's like a. Did he split his kids? No, no, no. It's like a pogo stick. He's he's like hopping around, but he's balancing very well. He was always able to stand from the moment he could move. So he's he's kind of got locomotion down. Okay. Do you think? Do you think if we if we put like eyes and ears and a mouth on him and took him to the other circle that like make things come alive that they'd start working I think if we're gonna do that we maybe should have done it before he was sentient I wouldn't want people gluing things to me you know but if he doesn't have eyes and ears is he gonna know that we're doing it he can obviously tell when we touch him right and I imagine just the two of them having this conversation like staring at this axe hopping around chopping into the <laughs> 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 um and while Choppy's moving around, Jeremy is being, like, wary of him. But 
much like one would around a dog that had bit them recently. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm just going to give Choppy space. It's fine. <laughs> how you doing, Jeremy? Um, I'm okay. I'm not sure how I feel about this whole Choppy thing. Um, like, what? what is he? I mean, like, I was a person before, but he was an axe, so... Is he a he? I don't know. I'm very confused. Well, if we can just uh, try and find a way to get him to understand that we want him to chop the things that we point him at and not chop at us, then maybe he'll be useful against this army and we can make a whole lot of choppies. That was my idea in the first place, anyway. She'll walk up to Choppy and, like, crouch down in front of him. Be like, hey, Choppy. And see if he does the thing where she can kind of tell he just starts. Uh, well, let me roll a perception. 14. Yeah. So the moment she speaks, he, uh, it, he'll stop and kind of lean towards her a little bit. Aww. <laughs> um... So, hmm. we are your friends. I'm V. I'm Hamish. Uh, let me roll perception on Hamish's voice. Two. No, he, just, he doesn't react at all to Hamish. <laughs> but the more V talks calmingly to Choppy, he, he like leans a little bit closer. And after Hamish, she's going to look over at Jeremy and give him a look. Like, like what? You cut out. Oh, like, come on, like. And a little nervously, he he goes like, um, hi, uh, Choppy. Um, he's like very unsure of what, <laughs> he's a bit nervous. Uh, oh, and Choppy actually responds. So Jeremy holds out his hand very, like, very nervously and slowly, like ready to pull it back. <laughs> and well, the moment Jeremy speaks, like, Choppy will like slowly lean towards him a bit. And Jeremy goes, oh, he can hear me. Again, a little bit gently. Jeremy, please don't fuck this up. Ten. Okay. He's not offended. <laughs> so Jeremy, Jeremy will very carefully, like, touch the head of the axe a little bit. And not a very clear positive or negative response, but he doesn't immediately, like, chop his hand off. So, yeah. like, he's like, okay. Okay. Okay, that's good. And he's not going to push his luck. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, <laughs> progress. <laughs> Choppy. See, you probably just startled them before. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been startled before. I, I I get it. I've been there. So Choppy, we are your friends. And I think the first important thing to know is you don't chop at friends. And so she's gonna she's gonna look around, pick up a piece of broken barrel, and like put it in front of Choppy and be like this is a barrel. You can chop a barrel. And, like, put it in front of him so if he wants to chop, that's okay. And as V is talking, he'll continue to, like, slowly hop towards her. And he bumps into the wood. And he'll he'll do a couple, like, light chops to poke at it. And I'm assuming V will, like, lead it towards him. Like, go on, you can do it. Yeah. Um, roll an animal handling to see if this is, a, if he perceives this as, like, a an invitation or, like, an obstacle. These these are with advantage. So thirteen is like okay. He he gets the idea. So he he'll happily like happily uh, if we can even say that it acts experiences these emotions. <laughs> this has gotten weirdly philosophical and surreal. 
so so Choppy will in fact like chop the the board in half. And choppy. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna roll wisdom. Does he feel zero? No, he just it was an instinct thing. Okay. I was kind of hoping he he would feel it, and so I could have him do a cute little hop of joy. But the <laughs> the dice determined that this was more of a a natural reaction to his. I'm gonna call it instincts. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if we follow a little bit of the uh, Stormlight rules, because he's always been perceived as an implement for chopping, that's where that comes from. <laughs> okay. okay. And then she could be like, good, Choppy, good. Now see, I'm a friend, so we don't chop. And she'll put her hand in front of him as she says, like, I'm a friend. Okay, so because you are still talking, he will... And you put your hand down. He will hop on top of your hand. Oh, good choppy. See? And she'll, like, lift him up so he's in front of her face. Like, this is going to be so... Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Potentially choppy. a very bad idea, but... <laughs> but so far, choppy is... is pretty caught up in the moment. Well, yeah. So far, choppy has proven to be very uh, responsive to V in a non-violent manner. <laughs> Exactly. I, I wouldn't go so far to say as friendly, because that's assigning intent, and I'm not positive yet that he has intent. <laughs> like, I'm letting the dice entirely determine what kind of being this is, because I don't even know right now. <laughs> yeah. should be like, that's good, Choppy. We don't chop friends. So Hamish is looking really thoughtful now, and he's going to sit down and flip, flip open his notebook. And he started doing some calculations. And after a while, he's going to look up and he says, I, I think I've found the problem with this idea. Mm -hmm. But trying to work it out. And, and although Choppy's learning very quickly, if we gathered together all the weapons we could find in Fair Bay and tried to train them up to fight this kobold army, well, if my calculations are correct. We could have an army of sentient weapons ready to go in three years. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a process. A process that's very worth it, though. And she says that to Joppy, like... <laughs> does she scratch him under the quote-unquote chin? She does. She okay. does. Okay, well, it, he will... Um, uh, again, I, I want to, like, characterize this axe as a puppy, but I'm not sure that makes any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nine, yes. In this case, yes, I'll, I'll give him a couple extra, like, emotion points, I guess. <laughs> and say that a scratch under the chin is something that he reacts positively to. <laughs> this has gotten very weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Weirder yeah, than I expected. Be this ever. Um... <laughs> yeah. So she'll do that, and then, like, still holding Choppy, look at the others and be like, do we, do we stay here? And keep him in the circle or should we just count oh, ourselves lucky honestly i'm a little at a loss i think it's only fair that we bring him back to the circle like for some circle time every day because otherwise he'll just stay as he is and that doesn't seem right yeah yeah you're right you know we brought him into this world we we have an obligation to care for him at least until he's i don't know what time does an axe come of age <laughs> Do you think he'll be able to drink beer? Mm, I don't know. Hmm. But we wouldn't try it anytime soon. I mean, 
giving beer to a baby is not usually a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. We should probably find somewhere to keep him, too. Because if at night, while we're sleeping, if he doesn't sleep, he'll just wander off and chop things. Mm. Also, in my mind, that would make for a not very pleasant sleep, because all you would just hear is thump, 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 chop, chop. No, it's chop. You can't do that. Thump, 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 chop, also chop. imagine... <laughs> Fee tying him to a lead, and then he just chops through his own lead, and then runs off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then we'll have to put up missing axe posters. <laughs> Answers to the name Choppy. Sometimes. <laughs> so you know, anyone listening to this podcast in the future, just let me know that most of us have been locked up in our houses for a month at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As hard as I'm not one of them. Well, neither am I. I've only been quarantined for like a day. <laughs> yeah, see, I've been out of work for like two fucking weeks. It's my weekend. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's going crazy right now. <laughs> okay, well, these are the big questions in life that need to be answered, so. <laughs> Stand about that. drink beer. <laughs> Sentient axe to drink beer. What, if anything, does an a sentient axe defecate? <laughs> Nails. Sawdust? Nuts sawdust, like Hamish. <laughs> Nuts and bolts like Goddard from Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> it farts a poop of sawdust? That's a uh... early thousands TV show deep cut. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Probably haven't thought about that one in a long time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I never thought I would think about that one again. <laughs> I actually went back and rewatched the movie fairly recently, and it 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 did and did not age well. Both. It could have been worse, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> okay, I've lost track of where we are. Um, They're pro- going to head back, I think, to the office with Choppy. Okay, okay. So, so your plan is not to just sit here for multiple days and just like hyper soak them in the intelligence radiation. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Okay, this, yeah. this is going to be part of his puppy training. But I think Hamish has decided that his plan is just going to take too long to implement, so they're going to have to come up with something else. Okay, it's not that it's impossible; it's that it's impractical. <laughs> yes, it's too resource heavy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it could be done. He still has it in the back of his mind that Fairbay might need in the long term an army of uh, sentient weapons, but for for the immediate problem, it's just not going to work. <laughs> okay, so everyone goes back to the office, and um, we will have Jamie. Did I attach his picture to his character? Did I even make one? I didn't make one. Choppy got a character sheet, but Jamie didn't. <laughs> Jamie's not. Jamie's not. On, on, I know. I noticed this earlier. Because <laughs> we don't know the favorite NPCs are. I guess. Cheddar and Choppy, best boys. Oh boy. I think that's mostly a function of I never expected Jamie to spend a significant amount of time with the party. <laughs> he was always going to be like a dialogue-heavy thing, but I guess not. I guess now I need to make him a character sheet. You can remember when Hamish retires, he's going to sit down and write children's books about cheddar and choppy. Oh, that'll be great! <laughs> not, not, not just Amy, everybody. Everybody gets to see uh, Jamie in his 
beautiful glory. It's our spin-off podcast. <laughs> He's got a pitch now. The exciting adventures of Chad. <laughs> oh my god, what is that picture? <laughs> uh no, what what we did was as a joke, which was the uh just a random picture of an axe and I just drew eyes and an ear on him. And it was and it was uh uncomfortable, to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Here, wait. wait. I thought we were using this one. Found the <laughs> Sure. I'll, I'll update. <laughs> uh, open them. I don't know. I like the one that's in there. The finger guns? Finger gun apps. Copy two. Let's call it. Hey, dogs, can you, like, chill? Uh, no. Cora's always growling. Cora's <laughs> always growling. My youngest brother refers to that as idling. <laughs> okay, allow me to open up. Uh, I already have it open. Choppy's character sheet. <laughs> What's that, dog? <laughs> the dogs growl and it turns into a yawn, so they make funny noises. There we go. So now if I just drag and drop Choppy into the table, we'll have this adorable little plush bloody axe with a smiley face on. Boom. Choppy. There we go. I'm going to give him a name. <laughs> well, Jamie's going to have some questions. <laughs> yes, definitely. So... In fact, well, let's paint if that. If forges some eyes for Choppy, will they work? <sighs> okay, I'll be real with you. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to roll for that because I don't know. I, don't, I, 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 I'm looking forward to Susiana coming along because I feel like she just adjusted to the idea of Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like every other day. Hey, I've got a pet axe. Uh, what? Every other day, there's some new anomaly just hanging around. And hey, look, we named him. <laughs> this is Kathy. What a menace. So, speaking of, I imagine the party meets back up. Well, it took you guys several hours to get to this level with Choppy, so. It's like late evening time. Jamie will already be here. And I imagine yeah. Liam is like working on dinner or dinner's been served. Let's go with working on dinner. Okay, so he's, he's working on dinner for everyone because he assumes everyone's going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and V and Hamish walk in. And is V just letting Choppy just stand on her open palm? She would have tried to like balance him on her shoulder. Oh, like a parrot! Yes. Okay, uh, roll another animal handling to see if that works. <laughs> Come on, dice, don't fail me now. Please, I want this. Yes! Oh my god! Crit, absolutely. In fact, I'll, I'll even go so far to say is that he seems actually fairly comfortable there. <laughs> yes! <laughs> my so, dreams are real! <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'm glad this happened. We need this. We need art of this. We need art of V. <laughs> this... A sentient hand perched on her shoulder. <laughs> okay, so absolutely. So Choppy sits pretty comfortably on one of her pauldrons, so doesn't even like really dig into her shoulder. Not the least bit uncomfortable. Like 
he's heavy enough you can tell he's there, but you could you could easily forget. It's 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 pretty neat. So V and Hamish come back into the office, and Jamie is is there, and Liam's working on dinner, and as soon as they all walk in, Jeremy will like run straight towards the kitchen to go be you know the the sous chef the or whatever his role of the day is to choppy baby cora hey hey come here cora i don't know why you're barking come here it's not an invitation to give you the toy like come here come here touch the girl you need to stop barking please okay you've quieted down good good <laughs> okay, so so Jeremy will happily help Liam because that's his his comfortable place. So uh, Umbrin will be in the kitchen too, like patiently waiting for dinner. Jacoba, V, Jeremy, Hamish, everyone's together. How does Jacoba react? Because V walks in with just an axe perched on her shoulder, <laughs> on its own. He is responding to the chat. Yeah, I was typing. Um, <laughs> you probably, like, look at Choppy, like, think nothing of it, and then just, like, actually look at Choppy. <laughs> Viso nonchalant. Yeah, like a double take. Yeah. Viso nonchalant doesn't even register at first. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, was probably like, doing his thing and, like, writing or doing whatever. Then they come in, he's just like, oh, hey, what the fuck is that? This is this is Choppy. You guys met him earlier. So when Jacoba so says, what the fuck is that, Jamie will look up and then notice, and he'll have a similar reaction on his face. Like, what? <laughs> and I think it'll take her a second. Like, she, she's going to be responding to Jacoba before she realizes there. It's Choppy, remember? The axe we were making sentient as a test for Hamish's weapon thing. And it kind of works. It's just going to take too long. By kind of works? What do you mean by kind of works? Well, we made progress. Um, She's going to set him down in front of something and pick up... Is there like a wooden bowl or something? Uh, Definitely, yes. Okay, so she'll set him down on the table and then pick up the wooden bowl, put it in front of Choppy and be like, Here, Choppy, you can chop. And... You'd have to, like, bump it against his blade first before he can react, but when you do, he then chops. And I will roll another wisdom save. Um, I closed... Why did I... I'm such a dummy. Why did I close Choppy's character sheet? This is... Of course, why would I do that? It's... He's going to be constantly relevant. (laughs) (laughs) He goes with her everywhere now. Uh, That's right. It's... Yeah. He, He just chops. See? And then she'll scoop him up and put him back on her shoulder. And Jamie's jaw is, like, on the floor at this point, looking back and forth between Hamish just casually talking about it (laughs) in in this demonstration. He is very confused and concerned. Yeah, and I think at this point she finally notices there's someone... He's like... And he's like, oh, Jamie, right? From the smithy? Yes. Yeah, I'll be staying here tonight. Um, pardon me, but what the fuck? Oh, it was... Has, does she know Jamie and Liam are brothers? Yes, I believe so. Because I think it was... I believe they also fa- look fairly similar. 
Yeah, there is definitely a resemblance, but I think her first meeting was when she first got her battle axe from the farmer and said, hey, I need this fixed. And I think Liam was with her, and Liam was like, oh, don't worry, my brother can fix that. Oh, no yeah. Problem. Yeah, right. and then we, okay, brought it, okay. then we brought it down to the smithy, and he fixed you all up. That's true. Yeah, that okay. wasn't a random encounter. That was a Liam's like, don't worry, I, got, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it took him like 20 minutes to fix it, because at the end of the day, the blade was in pretty good condition under um, the rust. Is Choppy the axe that he fixed? No, no, no. This no. is one of her hand axes. Okay. Yes. Okay. The 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 axe she got was a was now her main battle axe. Um. Yeah. So she'll just be like, oh well. Hasn't Liam been keeping you up to date on everything that's been going on around here? Uh, I don't think we have enough time to go for all that. I mean, has Liam been keeping up to date, or has he been vague about that? Honestly, don't remember. <laughs> um. Because most of the in-character talks we've had have been, like, about family and stuff. I don't know if yeah. off-camera you've been like, all right, well, today I, you know, magic circles and, you know. <laughs> That's a really good question. Because I've been getting the impression that Liam has been trying to protect Jamie, at least from Zill's, like, sketch shit. But I don't know if he's been... Yeah. If he's been extending that to be like, oh, don't worry, I don't put myself in danger every day for a living. I, you know, go do stuff. Um, the thing is, like, how much would you believe, like, if I just heard and told you, oh, yeah, I'm now friends with a with a, a sentient skeleton, and I'm now friends with a sentient act. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> so, he'd probably, um, uh, okay, he probably would have mentioned Jeremy. I don't know how much you would have explicitly said, like, Jeremy's a sentient skeleton. Okay, in my mind, this could have gone one of two ways. One, either Liam has been completely honest with him, and Jamie doesn't believe a word of it, so the moment this all comes out, Liam has a perfect opportunity to be like, ha, told you. Or, like, you, you mentioned Jeremy once, he went, no, that's kind of nonsense, and then he just kind of went, all right, well, I don't need to keep Jamie up on all of this, he's not going to believe me anyway. He could have given it up after the first try, or he could have been telling him the whole thing, and Jamie's been blowing it off. Um... I, I don't think it's I I don't think it's a thing where Jamie would be blowing it off because I mean Liam is a performer and a storyteller but he doesn't need to do that for his brother unless they're like having a conversation and they do like we're just gonna come up with a cockamamie idea and <laughs> keep playing with that and bouncing off that yeah I, um, I suppose that's true. So I think he would have I feel like he would have mentioned Jeremy and just kind of not necessarily said that he was a sentient skeleton. Uh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, like, maybe tone down all of the wacky magic shit, because that would just make him sound crazy, and he recognizes that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but mostly kept him up to date on the rough events. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, because you left out, in that case, if you, because you left out all the wacky magic shit, Jamie will, like, still be aware of who V is and who Jeremy is, but, like, mm -hmm. Choppy and Cheddar are like, okay, that's news. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when, when this started, because V said like, uh, "How much do you know?" and Jamie's like, "I mean, I know the the broad sh strokes, but uh, I'm pretty sure a axe that walks on its own is weird, right?" And he turns to he, he returns to Liam. Apparently, left some details out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jamie will even turn to Liam like, "But a walking axe is weird, right? Right?" Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a little weird even for us. It's weirder than Jeremy or Cheddar. And I'm going to roll a perception for Jamie, actually. Um, It's a lot weirder than Jeremy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a little weirder than a skeleton who has been reanimated. Yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't know about... That's the thing. He doesn't know about... He's not a skeleton? So, so did, did Liam actually say that part? That, oh, he's weirder than a sentient skeleton? Uh, yes, he would have said that. Okay, well, in that moment when Jamie looked to Liam, like, this is weird, right? Jeremy walked in the door wearing his gloves and mask, and then he ran to the kitchen wearing his gloves and mask, but when he got to the kitchen, he took them off and, like, washed his hands like he's supposed to, and went back to He's probably starting to stew with his hands. Oh, yeah, I forgot (laughs) I said he does that. He's definitely doing that. So so when he looks over to Liam, because Jeremy could have been, like, facing away, but... When he looks over to Liam, he sees Jeremy just a skeleton with his arm. He's like elbow deep in the stew, just like stirring it around. And so he turns around and goes, this is weird, right? And then just freezes a little bit, like uh... And then you guys just carry on like nothing's off. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, that's weirder than a sentient skeleton. <laughs> weirder than, what? He looks over at Chappie. <sighs> okay. Um, and he just, Jamie will actually like Without saying much, we'll walk over past Hamish and... Actually, no. I assume Hamish has an ale, right? Usually, yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, then Jamie will just walk over to Hamish and just, like, point at the ale. Uh, And Hamish will hand it to him. And then he'll just kind of just slam it back. (laughs) Like, okay. I'm not sober enough for this. Um... So Liam's going to look over at his brother and go, you know how I was kind of vague about some of the stories that I told you? And and when he finishes drinking the ale, he goes, "Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, Gives the empty bug back to Hamish. (laughs) uh, This this is why. Okay, there's clearly a lot of weird, wacky magic stuff happening. Um... Yeah. Yeah, there is. Okay. I suppose so wait, I have you invited that. your brother to come stay here and didn't warn him about anything going on? Uh, I may or may not have to do that. Oh, this is your brother. And Hamish will go out and say, well, welcome to the crew. And he'll pat him on the crotch and go and refill his mug. <laughs> and like most people who are completely unprepared for this, he will flinch and continue to be frozen and overwhelmed by everything. He'll go to Liam. Uh, he'll look at Liam and say, if you were to try and explain everything, would it make any more sense? No, that's why I didn't try. Yeah, that's fair. Um, can you pour me one, too? Um, what's your name? I, well, I already have something poured. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Liam's already kept some up sweet. Like, he's the only dwarf in the party. He's like, um, Hamish, right? I mean, it's me. Okay, um, thanks. And he'll he'll even, yeah, grab the drink from Liam and just sit down at the bar. And be like, okay. Uh, I mean, if you guys want to explain, you're welcome to try, but you said it wouldn't make any more sense. So, I'm mostly just here to feel a little safer. I don't, I don't know if I need to be kept up to speed with all of, uh, this. I don't know much about magic. I don't know about the axe, but, uh, Jeremy here is pretty harmless. And he yes. makes a really good sous chef. Listen, as long as you don't spook him, he's fine. And if you want to know all the details, I've got a board in the broom closet. <laughs> don't, don't look at the board in the broom closet. One of us is going to get murdered by this axe. <laughs> no, you're not. He knows to not chop. Here, I'll scoop him off her shoulder and point him in Jacob's direction and be like, 
Choppy. This is Jacoba. He's a friend, and we don't chop friends. Okay. This is gonna go so badly. Okay, well, no, no. This is an important detail. Does she just hold him and say that, or does does she touch the blade to Jacoba at all? No, 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 no. She just holds him and points him in that direction. I know why you're asking. Okay, That's- well... Yeah, because so far he's only chopped when he's been touched, and he's you're not touching him to anything, so he doesn't he doesn't react. So, <laughs> and she'll look at Jacoba and say he likes chin scratches. Is Jacoba is Jacoba gonna chin scratch? <laughs> it, it it doesn't even have a chin. How do you know it likes chin scratches? She's gonna scratch ch- choppy under the chin, and and he raises his little axe head up a bit, and then she'll like- sober for this. <laughs> <laughs> Jacoba goes to sit next to Janie. <laughs> they clean glasses. Go to the kitchen. And right about parking. <laughs> She's like, Choppy, this is Liam. Liam's a friend, and we don't chop friends. And everyone's like... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going three for three? Hold on. Yep. Liam's going to tentatively just scratch it the same way that uh, V did. Alright, well, that's like the one spot we've established that he doesn't react poorly to, so he does the same thing. He raises a little accent, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> he likes you. He's gonna have a very puzzled look on his face the whole time he does it. <laughs> Jamie just shakes his head as he continues to stir. <laughs> Mumbles something so- under his breath, like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> should uh, should should we go and and, and find Cheddar and uh, and introduce him, brother? Well, step brother. Oh, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, and she'll put Choppy back on his shoulder and go to see if Cheddar's home. And, and Jeremy will turn and go like, uh, wait, if, if their brothers are, am I brothers with them too? Only if you want to be, Jeremy. I'm not sure I want to be. We can call you a cool uncle. Oh yeah, being the cool uncle's fun. You'd enjoy that. I, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> so Veet goes over to Cheddar's home, and at this point, it, it's like 8 or 9 p.m. or something. And because it's it's night, Cheddar is not in his space. He's off somewhere doing something. Okay. Saving like, the world. She'll just, like, shrug a little what bit, like, not too time. violently, so she doesn't dislodge Shoppy, and she'll go back to the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, this got weird. This got really weird. <laughs> yeah! I don't know what's happening. Sorry, I regret nothing. Uh, well, and you shouldn't. <laughs> you, you're causing us to ask all kinds of strange questions that I never thought I would have to ask. What I love about this is it makes, like, early episode Hamish seem normal. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Like, Hamish's wackiness is just, like, it pales in comparison to everything that's happened. What this really does is solidify the fact that we're group one. Yeah, and it also solidifies the fact that I did not think the implications of my own construct thoroughly enough. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Because plans never survive interaction with the party. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just always yes. true. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much always true. Uh, okay, I don't even know where to go with Choppy. Like I said, I'm just going to roll the dice and see what happens. So... Hey. Who's whining? Why are you whining? 
Oh, I know She's who's being whining. Brushed again. Oh no, I know who's whining. My Sheba. So I installed a, a dog gate from the living room to the kitchen because the Sheba, all the dogs really couldn't stay the fuck out of the kitchen while food's being cooked, and the Sheba is taking it very hard. <laughs> so a roommate is cooking food right now, and she is now whining at the gate to the kitchen because she can't be in there with him. Uh, yeah, because if she's not in there, she can't get any of it. Which is Ugh. the point, and she's very upset by that. <laughs> mm-hmm. She finds that deeply offensive, and that's quite funny to me. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so once again, we haven't really accomplished much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've uh, explored the very uh, peculiar implications of granting an inanimate object um, sentience. Sentience. As well as motion, animation. So, uh, we'll see where that takes us. <laughs> Hamish is the beginnings of a long-term defense strategy for Fairbay. It's you know, not immediately useful. Uh, I mean, he sure thinks that's what he has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, Jeremy and Liam make dinner for everyone. They make a night... Uh, <clears throat> Liam makes like a lovely rabbit stew, you said in the chat. Which sounds yes. wonderful. Oh my god, it's so good. And Jamie was mostly here just to have like a quiet place to, to rest. <laughs> and he got he got some odd stuff thrown on him, and he doesn't know what to think. So he's just gonna have a few drinks, and he's because it was it's so late. He's already like cleaned himself up, so he's he's pretty much ready for bed at this point. <laughs> so after a couple drinks, he'll. Ask where it's okay to rest. Bed closest to the door is open. And Jamie will uh, Jamie will nod to V and go, alright, thanks. And he'll uh, wander to the first cot. <laughs> Not at the honorable pillow, I suppose. I could take a turn staying at the end if you wanted, Jacobin. You could stay here. I'd be willing to let you use my bed for a night. You know what I'm obligated to sleep in? You both, like, share a room at the Honorable Pillow just so you can keep an eye on one another? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that's the thing. He's sleeping sleeping propped up against the door so neither one of them can leave without her... It gets increasingly paranoid, like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You know we're not obligated to sleep here, right? It is free to sleep here. What he said. Uh, I mean, you spent your money yesterday. It's only fine. It's only fair I go spend mine. uh, Hey, Ken. Yes. Hop us over to the town map real quick. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Excellent. All right, fair by map. Okay. (laughs) There's DNR. There's the honorable pillow. Oh, there it is. All right. Uh, We can go back to the office. (laughs) (laughs) What? I need to look up where something was. Okay, that's fair. Um, And hearing mention that one of you guys is going to be staying at the honorable pillow, uh, Liam will go searching for some money. And he will look at them, and I gotta look up the drink, what it's called again. Uh, that, except I can't fucking see it. It's the roasted, uh, livery root? Oh, the, the coffee stuff. 
Yeah, the coffee stuff. Right, yes. It'll be like, I don't care which one of you... Oh, wait, I'm not staying here anyways. Uh, yeah. I can get it myself. Never mind. Guys. <laughs> yeah, you've got a place. <laughs> yeah, he, Liam will walk right by their honorable pillow uh, in the morning. Oh, to get to the Pouncing Claw to get some fucking coffee? <laughs> yeah, because he's going to need it tomorrow. Okay, perfect. He's got to stay up late staking out his own fucking house. That is true. That is true. He, so he's got to have a game plan in the morning for coffee. So Yeah. Jacob is 100% going with you for the stakeout. <laughs> oh, sure. There you go. He can just stay. He can stay in uh, Jamie's room. Yeah. Well, when she hears that, she's like, "Oh, well, okay. I mean, as long as you have a place, a free place to stay, that was the important part." Yes, budget. That's that was the concern here. Clearly, clearly budget. Budget. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Jamie is going to sleep. In the office, as usual, as is Hamish, as usual, as is Jeremy, and so is V just going to be like, okay, well, um, in that case, I'll sleep in the cot. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to, oh gosh, she's going to try to fashion a pen of some kind for Chuck. Oh, Um, okay. In the room, and she'll put like some blankets and extra blankets and pillows in there, just in case. Okay. Um... Stick him in the chest. How dare you? Isn't your skeleton fish in the chest? Is it? I don't remember if you put it in its own box or if you put it in the little lockbox. The footlock. I don't even remember. I I know you completely forgot about having a a a reservoir. I I have a pet. I know I have it, I just don't remember where I put it. It's been flopping around constantly for, like, weeks now. <laughs> Was it, wasn't it in the box with all the letters that... Oh. Gave to Susie? <laughs> I think we're killing I believe it was. I've, I've totally lost it. I, it's like... <laughs> 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 the fish has just pushed me over the edge. I totally <laughs> forgot about You forgot about the fish? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this, this, I gotta say, like, I've played in some very, very weird campaigns. This has gotta be the weirdest. <laughs> just because we collection simulator, like, well, who can get the weirdest pet? <laughs> uh, incidentally, yes. That's, that wasn't the intent. I mean, hell, I didn't expect you guys to just talk to Jeremy. I expected him to be a silly villain for you to knock out in one session. But now he's, like, the most critical member of the party. <laughs> The most critical. We've got some pretty critical new members. The most critical. I mean, he's that got. Is correct. It, I mean, yeah. He he's got. You're being outvoted here, Amy. He's got seniority <laughs> here, so. <laughs> plot relevance. He is also the highest. Is copying the sentient acts to have plot relevance? Not yet. He's got to earn it for this one episode. He's he's got to earn it. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> most disappointed in Ian, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I thought we were friends. I feel betrayed. (laughs) A2, Ian, A2. I do, when you're going after Susiana. (laughs) That's the only backup you'll get. Oh, God. Anyway, so... 
I genuinely don't remember where the sentient skeleton... I don't think... I honestly don't think it was with the letters. I think you put it in a box somewhere, and... I don't remember if you just grabbed a new box or if it was the Foot Locker. I honestly think it was the Foot Locker, so... Probably. Is Susie gonna try... Not Susie, goddammit, we were just talking about her. Is V gonna try and put Choppy in the Foot Locker, or is she gonna actually try and make, like, a baby cake for him? She's gonna make a nice pen for him, have a little corner that has, like, some blankets and pillows, and, uh, yeah... That's what she's doing. Okay. Once again, I am going to ask you to roll an animal handling, and I'm going to roll a wisdom for emotion to see if he likes to cuddle up in blankets, because I do not know. So far, the rolls have shown that he's pretty much just a construct that walks around aimlessly. Yeah. And chops things that he runs into. Yes. Okay. So far, he's not been given a lot of, uh, like, thought or emotion yet. Yes. So, let's roll an animal handling. I imagine you roll quite well. Ooh. 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 Seven animal handling from V, and a negative one wisdom from Choppy. So, there's gonna be a... Is it an eight? That's not even a crit fail. Yeah, even advantage would give you an eight, so no. (laughs) Either way... He has basic. He, he's basically indifferent to the blankets. Okay, well, fuck, okay. <laughs> Again, I really badly want to characterize Choppy as like a, an axe puppy, but no, nope, like, this is fine. It I, doesn't make any sense. Nice. You know what Choppy is? <laughs> what? He's Forky from Toy Story Four. Oh, I've yet to watch that. I need to watch it. It's on Plus now. <laughs> I feel like V is gonna wake up. With a hole in the wall and a missing choppy because Ken doesn't want to deal with this anymore. I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, oh, that kind of makes sense, but I doubt she'd sleep through it. <laughs> but, I mean, she's snoring. <laughs> well, he's also in a. Does she? He's in another room. I don't know. Does she? <laughs> well, so far she has, but I don't think she'll sleep through choppy chopping. So, you set up a little pen. And some blankets, and I was really hoping he would just curl up in a ball and sleep. She might sleep through Choppy since Hamish is snoring at un- <laughs> today. Yeah, eighteen out of twenty. Hamish decides to sleep in the room with everybody. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, she oh. to sleep through it. Oh god, yep. she's tired. Eighteen out of twenty story for Hamish and a critical failure perception. So. V hopes that her little pen does good, because he doesn't immediately try to break out. But she, I guess, is tired from all of the hard work momming she was doing today. So... Yeah. So she, uh, well... She, she... Say it. Okay, here's an important question, though. She's not the only one sleeping in this room. (laughs) Fingers crossed for our boy, Jamie. Oh, yeah, I hope my brother gets a good night's sleep. <laughs> 13. Okay, it's really not a high check to sleep through an axe chopping through a wall. So, Jamie will wake up in the middle of the night and wake up V2. And so, it it was ba- it's it's basically the night is a s- repeat of the circle the, the day before. <laughs> where you don't get much sleep. It's constantly, like, redirecting him or trying to find something. Or, unless she's got some other plan to try and sleep, the pen is not working. That's what she'll do for today. Like, she doesn't have another plan. It's tired. It's like, consult with the group in the morning, I guess. Like, I tried this. 
I mean, does she not feel safe trying to cuddle him at night? <laughs> you know what? Um, I think it's a bad idea. She'll give it a shot. Okay, so I think after like the third or fourth time she gets woken, like she'll pick him up and kind of put him in between like her and the wall. Okay. Um, once again, roll animal handling. Hey, uh, this will not be a high check because so far, historically, so long as he's near you, he's been fairly calm. Oh my God, Chompy does not want to sleep. Uh, uh, no, he's being fussy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the cuddling would have been cute, but again, the dice are determined not to make this a cute character for some reason. So. <laughs> So I'm cont- calling it now. Episode 22 is going to be Choppy's murder tra- trial. <laughs> so he... Oh, God. So, yeah, he's V gets basically no sleep. She spends the whole night trying to deal with what is the equivalent of a fussy toddler, refuses to stop moving, keeps, like, hacking at walls and stuff, never hacks at V, which is good. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. No, we, we've pretty well established that at least when it comes to V, this thing has determined not to hurt V at minimum. But <laughs> he did not stop moving at all throughout the night. Again, you in the by the by morning there are several like chop marks in the walls and the in the cots, and it's just it's terrible. It's a mess. And Jimmy is also not terribly happy. I think at some point in the middle of the night he tried to Actually, no. Liam specifically told him to grab earplugs. At some point in the yeah. night, he'll just take his earplugs and go into the kitchen area <laughs> and sleep there. <laughs> just because the earplugs do their job. Nice. Oh, my goodness. It's not a stupid question. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, do you want to cut over to Liam? <laughs> oh. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he has to deal with the stupid question. <laughs> we finally broke him. <laughs> it only took like 14 episodes. Aren't we on like 19? Right I now? have no idea. Yeah, uh, I think we are on 19. Hold on, let me check the Google Drive. Oh, that is 19. Yay! I remembered. <laughs> it only took it's 19 never, episodes. I can remember numbers. I you tell me number twice, and I'll probably remember it. Give me a name, it's gone. It gets maybe ten seconds. I have a feeling this is the episodes where we either jump the shark or become a cult classic. <laughs> mm. It could go either way. Let's see how it ends. Mm. Hang on. This is 19? I don't understand. The dice are determining to make Choppy the villain. <laughs> eh. Wait, does this mean Ken can hear us, but he can't respond because people are talking in the background? Yes. He becomes okay. an unstoppable, <laughs> becomes an unstoppable construct. <laughs> he gets taken over by Lester, and Lester tries to... No! Lester... Ooh, Lester's the axe. Hear me? <laughs> Jacoba can keep his weird, creepy voice people out of Chubb. Hey, Liam has him too. Uh, so far, I don't. Uh, he's just been trying to persuade me to join his cause. What the fuck? The dice are saying. Yeah. Not these, Shane, though. Could be Tuesday Adderton. <gasps> I didn't think of that. What if we just let him loose in Tuesday's office? <laughs> Could be a oh. No. <laughs> Cheddar. 
What if we just let him loose in the dockyard and then Bone he... brother? No. What if you let him loose in the dockyard and he happens to find Mr. Honorable's ship? And she starts slowly chopping a hole in it. <laughs> just like chop, 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 chop. Someone drops him in the water and he slowly, systematically takes down all the supports for the docks and they collapse. <laughs> no, you know what Choppy is? He's a uh, SCP. I have no idea what that means. It's... Uh, stupid. Let's let's find let's find the best one. Quite like SCP. It's so weird. SCP is like a crowdsourced like scary monster thing. So creepypasta, but not creepypasta. Yeah, well, they're not really telling stories. They're just coming up with creature ideas, and so there's it, one that's literally just like a hammer key sandwich. There's one that's a rock that makes you procrastinate. Like they're not all they're not all winners, but there's a lot of really cool ideas. I'm assuming. Oops. So SCP stands SCP. for Secure, okay, yeah. Contain, Protect, and the whole premise is that SCP is an organization dedicated to containing and protecting humanity from various creatures, you know, ghosts, spooks, all that, and mm-hmm. and so every article in there is in lore supposed to be like their report on the creature what its powers are, where it came from and how do you defeat it and contain it SCP uh, wiki.net yeah and so these are not written by one person this is a whole like crowdsource thing and because it's a crowdsource thing it is more heavily moderated than it used to be but because it's crowdsourced they're not all winners but people have come up with some really interesting ideas for monsters and spooky creatures and and their weird rules and and how like a a system an organization full of very smart uh, scientists could come up with a way to simply defeat it hmm. there's a couple of games for them too yeah or there's some short films and animations too that fans have made like there's one creature i can't remember what it was called but the entire premise is that if you see its face um, it will hunt you down and kill you, no matter where you are. And so part of the containment is to basically have people be blind. If people are blind and they can still interact with it in some way, it won't kill them, which is quite challenging. Mm. And so, like, the whole premise of a story someone wrote was that some scientist had created some goggles that could do some, like, face detection and then automatically censor a face so that people could still see and interact with it but never see its face. But it failed because the person who created it overlooked that when it first acquired the face it let through like one frame of the face to the person wearing the goggles and so the goggles failed to protect the people mm. it's something that he didn't even it's something he had overlooked when designing them because you can't you can't test them until you test them against the creature <laughs> mm. and there's all kinds of fun creatures like that although some people have uh, poked a hole in this creature in that if someone on the ISS sees a picture of this thing, because pictures count, does it just, like, jump up into orbit and blow up the ISS? <laughs> like, what then? Hmm. Okay. So now people are done, like, talking loudly. Um. So we advance to morning. V and Jamie have not slept. Uh, what well. about Liam's stakeout? stakeout? Oh, right. Yes, I completely forgot about that. So Jacoba and Liam went over to his house to stake it out. Um, Mm -hmm. As usual, 
Uh, well, actually, that's not entirely true. Like, normally Zill wouldn't be there, but this time, Zill had the exact same thought you did. He will be there. So, mm. so even though it's like eight or nine, he's like in full like leather armor, you know, decked to the nine and various knives and and gear and stuff. And he's just uh, sitting. He's sitting in a position where he's not visible from the outside. So probably sitting. I don't have a map in this, but in my mind, the stairway kind of to the upstairs goes right from the front door. So he's kind of sitting on the stairs because in my mind, from the back of the house, you could not see him if he was sitting on the stairs. That would make sense. Sure, we'll go with that one. And so he's he's sitting there with his eyes closed, trying to listen carefully. And the moment someone's someone touches the door handle, he's like standing with a knife drawn. And when he sees that it's Liam and Jacoba, he'll he'll relax a bit, but he'll look at Jacoba and go, "You, you, yeah." Liam will chime in and go, "You." <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> me, uh, I'm involved. <laughs> All right. And he'll he'll go to Liam. He's like, "How do you know this guy?" Um, how do you know this guy? I caught him sneaking around behind our house last night. How do you, um, you know this guy, Liam? He practically raised me. Oh. Um, what does he mean by sneaking around this house last night? Well, I was out doing my investigations, like like we talked about. No, not you, Sil. Jacoba. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good question. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about that before I had to chase someone off. Yeah, I was taking my walk, and Mr. Honorable was skulking around. So I was just sitting there watching him, and then Zill, was it? Yeah. It just pops up behind me and says, hey, what the fuck? So, hold on. You know his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I've, I've met him, talked to him, uh, been threatened by him before. It we was my fault. did a job for him. Zill will sit back down and fold his arms. Tell me everything you know about him. Uh, and Liam will tell him everything he knows. Did did Liam know he was Black Hand? I don't think so. I think the only person who knew was uh, Erkin. Of course, it I was. think Erkin. I think Erkin told uh, told everyone. Shut up! That a phone goes off. Ding 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 ding. That happened last time too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's my phone telling me it's nine o'clock and I should be getting ready for bed because. Uh... That, that's fair. <laughs> so, so I think, I think like after that mission, we were all sitting down and like uh, like caught everyone else up, info dumped. Yeah. Uh, and Erkin brought it up to Umbrin, and then Umbrin says, Why are you fucking around with that guy? Black Hand's no good. Yeah, that, that rings a bell. So, yeah, in that case, both Liam and Jacoba know he's Black Hand. Mm-hmm. And so they convey this to, to Zill. And Liam will make a point to say that he took work from him, A, under threat of his own life, and B, uh, with no knowledge that he was Black Hand until after. So... Before you can even get to the caveats, the moment someone says Black Hand, Zill just smacks himself on the forehead like, of course, of course it's Black Hand. God, can't get away from that woman. Uh, uh, what? Uh, um. well, I think Zill told Liam about his dealings before the attack, right? Uh. I believe they had that talk. Yes. So, like, the people transport was for the Black Hand. 
I don't know if he said that. Or... I, th- I think he might have. He probably did. Yeah, because he, he was he was down for like full disclosure. So he, he said yeah. that the, the the slave transportation was for the Black Hand, and that trip to uh, uh, Odyssea, the desert place. Hold on, let me go to the theory map. I haven't been to the theory map in a while. Uh, Onakal. That's what Onakal. Onakal. Yeah. So, so the trip to Onakal was supposed to be like the last, the last job, and then they got attacked along the way. So he's heavily suspected that the Black Hand was behind the attack, but he was his investigations have been trying to track down that chain, who specifically was hired to do it, all that stuff. So hmm. he's been a chance. He's heavily suspected, but he needs to prove because he doesn't want to. If he's wrong that it's the Black Hand, that's a bad, deadly mistake to make. So he's trying to be... Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, so he's trying to be absolutely 100% sure. So the moment you mention that Mr. Honorable is Black Hand, he, like, smacks himself on the forehead and says, like, I can't get away from that woman. Mm. Yeah. It would be helpful if we knew his real name. Um, yes. That being said, uh, the last time he was here, he was on a boat with no name. Well, I mean... I think that's pretty standard practice for Black Hand, like, gun-running operations. It doesn't say gun-running, but that's basically what it is. <laughs> like, it's... It, weapon smuggling goes on unmarked boats because otherwise they would be traceable. And so the unmarked boats are all of the exact same model, so it's hard to know which ones are which. And some of them do run uh, genuine supplies, so it's difficult for them to be spot-checked. Mm. It's a pretty poorly kept secret. It's well known among, you know, higher ups in towns to not mess with unnamed ships. Mm. And it's also well known among sailors to make sure your ships have name, otherwise, you know, stolen valor, so to speak. Hmm. Yeah, um when we bumped into him at the um festival, he said he was here in town for a while. Could you repeat that? Uh um Mr. Honorable, when we bumped into him at the festival, said he was going to be in town for a while. Yeah, you cut out again. God damn it. <laughs> now it's got a strong connection. I'm going to try and say this again, and it's going to cut out, cut out one more time. It'll be Here nice. we go. Uh, Mr. Honorable, when he was in town for the festival, said uh, he was going to be here uh, for a while from work. Hmm. Yeah, w- work for anyone under the black hand is never good news. No, but it also means he still might be here. Um, I'm, well, considering he was here last night, I doubt he's skipped town since then. He uh, really surprised me with that uh, flash powder. It, uh, I, I lost track of him last night. I tried to follow, and I was able to keep keep track of him for a couple blocks, but he lost me. Hmm. Well, um, he is a drow man yeah if that helps okay that actually does help there's not a lot of non-humans in this town although they do exist so (sighs) I'll keep that Mm -hmm. in mind considering you're both here I'm guessing you had the same idea I had stake out the place yeah although if he's black hand I bet he's not going to come back here for several days probably not Jamie's at the DNR office he's safe oh that's that's good and he'll, he'll sheath his dagger because he had pulled it out when he walked in. And he goes, all right, well, if you two are going to stake it out, I'll, I'll trust you two to do that. 
I seriously doubt he's going to come by again, but I'm going to go out and see if I can see anything from outside. Maybe I can find him, or see him moving about at night, at least. Um... Uh, do, 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 uh, before, uh, Zill leaves, Liam would want to establish some way of signaling him in case Mr. Honorable does show up. Hmm. Uh, yes. At that request, there, he had, he does keep on hand, and, and you'll even recognize this item. Uh, he'll, he has a pair of, like, small bugles, and this is the exact same, uh, little bugle that the, um, the butler had at the Lindquist estate. It was the one he was gonna try and signal the guards with. Although, actually, I don't think Liam even saw that. V saw that. <laughs> Liam, yeah. Nope, Liam was upstairs at the time. So was Jacoba. So yeah, this is, uh, yep. neither of you saw that at Lindquist estate, so there's no connection there. But it's the same thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> So these are a pair of small bugles that when you blow them to them, they make a very high-pitched horn sound that can be heard for quite a while. Pretty unmistakable. Um, but I feel like that would be not the best way to signal Zill. That's definitely uh, in case of emergency item. Okay. Liam was thinking some way of like, oh, he's here. Um, in case you don't see him, I want to let you know. Yeah, I, Zill doesn't have anything like that. Um, those kinds of signals right. are usually like done with your own mouth. Okay. So very skilled whistles of some kind. Hmm. Which would also be pretty obvious for Mr. Honorable. So I guess he's just going to have to hope for the best. It, yeah. Uh, he, he will still hand you the emergency bugle. Yeah. Is this a thing I made up? I'm not even sure if a mini bugle is a real thing. It might be. It probably exists. Oh, yeah. It definitely exists. I was thinking it's a horn bugle, but yeah, there's definitely bugles that you could fit in the palm of your hand. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay, so I didn't just make that up. That's a real thing you can have. Hmm. So, yeah, there you go. It's a small little metal horn, like any bugle. Mm. You just blow into it, it makes a loud, high-pitched sound, and there you go. Hmm. All right. Uh, I think at that, Liam would show uh, Jacoba to Jamie's room and say here's where you can sleep and uh, hmm. I think Jamie uh, not Jamie, I think Liam would pay, take uh, Zill's post on the stairs for the night. Alright, so I'm going to have a couple rolls. First, I want to roll to see if, in fact, he does come back. So, on a d20, 15 or above, he does come back. And then follow-ups are perception checks for everyone present, including mm. a Mr. Zill. So, mm. I have that handy. Who wants to roll the d20 to see if Mr. Honorable uh, thinks it's a good idea to come back? No. Uh, he does not. So, no perception okay. checks needed. So, the stakeout goes pretty much uneventfully. Um, yeah, so everyone just wakes up in the morning uh, through an uneventful night. Hmm. And, um, uh, I'm gonna quickly roll an investigation on Zill's part, just to see if he learns anything other than just a stakeout. Investigation is over here. Boop. 22. Ooh. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. That's not even one of his good skills. Like, it's definitely not bad, but it's not one of his good skills. But, alright, 22. So he definitely, uh... 
he gets some some investigation, some tracking done. He he looks around the the ground surrounding the the building. He he like sees boot prints. He recognizes like exactly what kind they are. So he got, gathered some extra information. Not nothing really conclusive, based on just circumstantial evidence, but. He's got a picture in his mind of who this guy is. So, Zill may have a lead on finding him. And Zill will even say so in the morning. Because you two clearly know him. You, you, you know this character. And you all know he's Black Hand, so Zill's not going to take any chances. So, yeah. in, in the morning when you guys wake up, um, he will in, inform you all, of all of that. He he probably has a lead. He he knows what kind of boots he was wearing. He he has an idea. He got, found like a, a couple hairs, that which you can't learn much from him. But he's got a color now, which is uh, just some silver hair, which is not a very common thing. But it's a drow thing. But I mean, some, we did tell him he's a drow. Well, yeah, but some drow uh, have black hair. So oh okay, it still narrows it down, right? And so he, he basically fills him in on that. It's like a, he, he gets the impression, based on what he knows, that he's not necessarily like a super spy expert. So, like, the tiny shred of good news here is that maybe this Mr. Honorable isn't one of the brightest and best of the Black Hand. But he's still associated with the Black Hand. So, you know, be careful. Mm-hmm. So he, he said, like, starting tomorrow night, he's going to try and look for those boot prints around town just to see if he can find any locations or sightings of this person. Mm-hmm. Get an idea of where he's at. Um, before Liam he would ask if Zill thinks it's safe to stay in the house or if he and Jamie should sleep at DNR. That's hard to say. Um, you, he knows you guys, and you know him, so he, he probably yeah. is aware of the office, but strength, well, in, strength knows, in numbers, so... Yeah, he knows me. He doesn't necessarily know Jamie, though, that I know of. And I checked, and the smith isn't doing any large orders of weapons. That's good thinking. Though, um, yeah, that would be something that would be hard to miss. Uh, and I'm sure Jamie wouldn't lie about that. So, I it, it's hard to know. I I don't think Fairbay has the gear to equip large amounts of weapons. Mm. It's it's very possible that the weapons you saw was more of a transportation thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm. we really need to find this person. This is a loose end that I don't like. And it ties back to the Black Hand, which is what I'm already looking into. And he even gets a bit frustrated, and he like... As he's like taking off his, I want to say bandolier of daggers, he like throws it on the ground a little bit more violently than is necessary, and it's like he's just in this moment he looks like he's kind of at the end of his rope. Like he's been spending weeks looking into things as it is, and he, you're not entirely sure what kind of progress he's been making. He's told you he's making progress and he's closing in, but he's really frustrated right now. Yeah. Um. Uh, did I'm trying to remember if you met him? Did does Zill think that Liam's parents are alive? Um, he said he was. He hadn't. He hadn't heard anything. So before he landed okay. in Fairbay, he had wandered around a few towns, asked around to see if like any strangers had shown up recently, and at least mm-hmm. based on his quick questioning, 
he hadn't hmm. heard anything. Um, but he suspects I, it might be possible. Alright. Uh, I think uh, Liam would definitely do this out of earshot of Jacoba. So it's just him and Zill. Yeah. Um, but I think he would tell Zill about the vision he got from Lester and that Lester showed him his parents. And, like, he has no reason to trust Lester. But, like, it's... It's... It's something. Yeah, and he would definitely agree that the visions aren't necessarily, like, proof positive. But... Mm -hmm. The silver hiding out in the silver glade is something that would make sense if they were alive and they, your parents definitely knew about, like the the slave trading and it being attached to the black hand. Mm -hmm. They would probably similarly suspect foul play from the black hand. So hiding out in the silver mm -hmm. glade is risky, but it explained why he didn't hear anything about strangers showing up at in town. And it's mm. possible that they're there. And if they are, that would mean he was actually very close to them in his search for you two. Yes. And that could also be very frustrating for him. Like, he, he could have found part of his family, and he basically walked right by them, and they were under his nose. But yeah. he was so frantic in his search for mostly you two. Yeah. That... I think I think if he starts, like, being harsh on him for, like, not checking in the Silver Glade... Uh, I think Liam would take the time to be like, no, dude, like, you were justified in searching in the Silver Glade. Yeah, the Silver Glade's, or, like, a real dangerous place. <laughs> yeah. And he was alone, and... Yeah. Yeah, and as badass as he is, like, he... A pack of werewolves would have fucked him up. Yeah. So, like, it's... It, it was... Which is also, like, most of the reason why... Oops. Why Liam doesn't believe Lester. Like, if they're in the Silver Glade, that's really dangerous, and they probably wouldn't be in there for very long. Yeah. So, like, not impossible, but holy hell, that's a hard a hard pill to swallow for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And Zill would pretty much agree with that assessment. Like, yeah, it's possible, but, you know, that's really dangerous, and... But if it is real, it fits with what he knows as little as it is. Yeah. So, as it is, it's like a... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> could be, could mm -hmm. not be. Yeah. Um, and so I think after that, he would... Um, he'd give Sale a hug and say he's got to go take care of his co-workers and Jamie. Yeah, and he would definitely give him a hug back. And uh, so we head back to the office... Um, there is one thing I need to do before we call the session. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. first of all, everyone goes back to the office in the morning. Um, I'm going to give Jeremy back his full hit points. He had a full rest. But V looks very, very tired. <laughs> she had a rough no. Super tired. She's probably grumpy. Because uh, no. she refuses to blame Chocolate. So. <laughs> She's um, just a baby. He doesn't late, know better. How late would Liam have stayed up? Um, If he was up waiting for Zill to get back. Zill didn't get back till like, sunrise. Uh, I don't think it would have been that. He probably would have been sitting on the stairs and then just, like, 
falling asleep. Yeah, it was so it was so quiet last night that he just dozed off. Yeah, so he probably slept pretty well. I mean, as well as you can on a flight of stairs. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like he would have gotten, um, and and I forgot the name. Uh, would have gotten some of the 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 coffee root stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, I think when he gets to the office, seeing V, he'd be like, "I think you need this more than I do." Uh, this. Oh god, the dogs are playing now. Uh, roasted kavi root powder. That's what that yeah, is. Yeah, roasted kavi root powder. It's it's small text on this on this uh, menu. Here. Yeah, and the image is not very high resolution. Yeah, because I just pulled it like straight from the Facebook, <laughs> and I think it got compressed again when I uploaded it. So it's like, oof. Yeah. Uh, rough. Yeah. Okay, so uh, V doesn't look good. It's a rough time all around. But as we get into the office, um, everyone starts to settle in, and Umbrin walks into the office with. Uh, a guy you only met once in the past, a, a fellow by the name of Gordon Morningtide, which I'm not even sure I had, like, good... Oh, I do, right here. I wasn't sure if I had, like, made a little art for him. So, Gordon Morningtide is the head of the guard. He was the one who led the forces out to the forest to take care of all the loose undead. And so he walks into the office with Umbrin. And Umbrin looks uncomfortable, to say the least. And and Gordon also looks a bit uncomfortable, but he's all business. So he walks in and says, uh, So, I hate to do this to all of you, but uh, I need to put uh, one Vivian, Jeremy, and Hamish under arrest. What? Yeah. Uh, um, what? So... You're being charged with vandalism by one Edgar Lindquist. Never heard of him. <laughs> All right, look. Yeah. I've managed to hold this off for a few days. Umbrin's a longtime friend of me and the town, and he's he's so I suck my neck out for you guys. But uh, unfortunately, you know, the most powerful businessman in town can't exactly just overlook can't overlook what he has to say. So uh, we're gonna have to punish you. Um, what are they being accused of? Uh, vandalism. They... Of what? Of of the Lindquist estate. They've been positively identified as a half-orc woman, uh, some humanoid fellow in a mask and a cape, and a... and a dwarf. They have... They, they showed up, tried to impersonate some art collectors, and set fire to his courtyard. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know any other half-orc and dwarf duos just hanging around. And Maybe they skipped town. Nah, unfortunately... <sighs> Wait, well... It, it's it's pretty proof positive. <laughs> we, we, we can't overlook this. Umbrin's already confirmed, but I, I can assure you that you're not going to go to prison for a long time. You'll you'll have to be detained for a few days, and then you're gonna have to do some community service. It, it won't be that bad. It's just so that I can report to Mr. Lindquist that those responsible have been punished, and I'm gonna have to ask you to never set foot on that property ever again. 
<laughs> just being silent. Yeah, I think she, the minute she, he's like, I'm bringing from scowl, like, snitches get stitches under, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'll even say, like, no, 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 don't, don't blame him. I kind of twisted his arm on this one. And, and not to worry, the community service is actually pretty fitting. Um, we're we're going to have you cleaning up the graveyard outside the Temple of Cord, which you also vandalized, by the way, but... Uh, they had a twitchy dead people problem. Well, we saved him, Well, really. yes, but it doesn't change that you damaged the property of the temple. And at the time, Umber and I managed to convince those people that there was an incident going on. There were extenuating circumstances, and this wasn't malicious. But they could appreciate the help anyway. And, you know, it'll all work out. You know, atone for what you did. Hamish will sidle up to, to V and be like... Is he talking about when we saved them from that paladin that was about to come out of the grave and they destroyed the body? Because that wasn't vandalism. That was a rescue. Rested for the dragon thing at the mansion? What dragon thing at the mansion? <laughs> you know when we put your garlic oil to use? Oh, that film. Well, that wasn't vandalism. Uh, That's what they're it. Then what was it? Gordon's yeah. leaving now. <laughs> that was a distraction. From what? She'll slap a head over Hamish's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a distraction from the uh, butler's horrible racist. What is what it was. And in what way was he racist? He believed that I was not genuinely interested in those snake statues because I was a half orc. That's true. <laughs> still whispering and I can assure you sir I had some genuine interest snakes I mean I have seen them myself they are quite nice but that doesn't change that you scorched his lawn and now he's breathing down the necks of everyone to well in fairness in fairness to to my friends here it was me that scorched the lawn are you willing to confess to that in front of Edgar Lindquist himself uh, well alright then um, V and Jeremy, um, you're free to go. Come on, Amish. Amish, are you, are you sure you want to do this alone? Well, I'm just telling the truth about what happened. I find that's usually the best policy, because I tried to lie about setting fire to that library in Umanero, and that didn't go well. And, and Gordon will actually laugh a little bit at, at that. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, those nerds like those books a whole lot. Right, right. They get very picky about them. So, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go and I'll apologize to Mr. Lindquist for burning his lawn. And I'll, well, I have some suggestions for better community service. But me and, me and my friend here will, will talk on the way. Okay. She's going to glare at Gordon and point at him and be like, you take care of our friend. And he'll just kind of wave it out, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not taking this terribly seriously. Like, <laughs> like he's just doing his job. Like, whatever. And he's not even going to pull out manacles. He's just like, come on, Hamish. <laughs> he doesn't even really, like, uh, like restrain him. He's just like, eh, come on. Yeah, he'll just follow along. Okay, so we, we quickly jump to the Lindquist's uh, estate. And they... <laughs> They quickly meet up. Uh, they, they go to the butler. The butler fetches Edgar really quick. And Edgar stands there with his arms folded. And he's just 
without saying anything, he just stares at him. And Gord hey. goes, go on, Hamish. I'm very sorry for setting fire to your lawn and causing panic about a possible dragon attack. It was foolish of me, and I shouldn't have done it. And, and Edgar will, like, turn to uh, Gordon and go, well, you have your confession. And Gordon says, eh, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll see to it that he gets justice. And he'll pull out the manacles and start to arrest Hamish. He says, all right, well, you know your rights. Let's go. And Edgar... Ooh. Edgar is like starts smirking a bit. He looks very happy at this turn of events, and uh, and and Hamish will um, look very sheepish about what is happening, and because, not really, but he's he thinks that's what he should be doing because he failed to do this in Umineiro, and he's trying to do the opposite of what happened there. So he's he's gonna pretend that he feels bad about this, and and dip his head and take the manacles and, and follow Gordon. And pretty much as soon as they round the corner, he'll just take the manacles off, going like, alright, well that piece of theatre is done. You do still need to do community service for a few days, but... Oh yeah, I was going to say about the community service. So, uh, how about, instead of cleaning up the graveyard, that uh, we take on organising a defence about this big kobold army that's going to be attacking the town soon? And, and he blinks at that revelation, he goes... Hold on. What? Our oh, yeah. army? There's, there's, a, a, there's a, a sentient rat king who's raising a kobold army to attack the... I thought you knew about this. And he'll lean against the nearest wall a, a little faint, like, oh my god. We're, we're not prepared to take on an invading force. I, the, the guard is like a dozen people. We don't have a standing army. What? Well, that's what I thought, and I tried training. So I tried training this sentient to see if it would be possible to enchant the the, the weapons in town to attack them on their own. But that's going to take years. So, oh, I could be wrong about this. Of course, I was never quite clear whether it was an attacking army or if you were setting up a restaurant. <laughs> you might want to talk to Umbrin. And, and Gordon will like. Uh... I need to send a letter to uh, Esterholt immediately. Um, oh, do you have any idea how long we have? Uh, well, they're about, what, a half a day's journey away, and they've got a two-headed giant with them. So, so you're so... telling me that Pillar of Smoke wasn't a forest fire? Oh, no, 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 no. That's an encampment where they're... Um, that's... That's very bad. I mean, brush fires happen sometimes, but, like, that's... Okay, okay, um... That they, in fairness, they did say that they were just wanting to be left alone, but then there was something happened with one of my friends, and he says that he was told by, well, I don't know what it was, a spirit or something, that they were going to attack the town, and they tried to recruit... I, I, it's really hard to keep straight. Wait, hang on, I've got a board back at... DNR, no, no, there's no time. And, and he says, like, you go back, you talk to Umbrin. I'm going to go speak to the mayor immediately. And he, at that point, he pretty much just sprints straight to the mayor. And and Hamish shrugs and, and goes, well, all right, that went well, and heads back to DNR. <laughs> Hamish, of all people. <laughs> okay, well, with that, I think that's a pretty good, I think that's a pretty good time to call the session. Hamish has broken the news to the town, because 
I think we had discussed last session, like, all right, how do we, like, bring up the whole army thing? And Umbrin's suggestion is like, well, maybe we should bring it up with the mayor. And Hamish just dropped that on the head of the town guard. And the town guard's like, holy fuck, we need to take care of this immediately. Because, <laughs> yeah, I- imminent threat of invasion is a very bad thing. I think that's perfect community service, warning them about an imminent invasion. <laughs> that is good community service. Oh, dear. This is only going to get worse. <laughs> Because now that and like the standing army of Lockford is going to come to Fairbay, and depending on what happens, they're either going to come to a leveled city, or they're going to come and there's just going to be a war in Fairbay, or or you guys resolve this on your own, and they just come up to nothing, and you, everyone looks very embarrassed because now Esterholt went through all this trouble for their neighbor, and it turns out, oh no, it's no big deal. We figured it out on our own. <laughs> I mean, at the way we go, uh, I think Liam's just going to be able to talk his way through it. I mean... <laughs> so I don't think we'll need an army to resolve this. I, I'm not even sure. So far, like, every action has just been escalating the problem <laughs> in one way or another. It just, haven't hit, it just hasn't hit you guys too directly yet, except for the, you know, brain invasions. That, that's pretty direct. <laughs> uh, yeah. But your business hasn't been really disrupted. <laughs> you haven't had any business to be disrupted. <laughs> that is true. The the requests have been a little slow lately, but yeah. A uh, from episode one, Umbrin said that was kind of par for the course. Like mm-hmm. this is more of a his way of trying to get troubled people back on their feet rather than an actual like serious business. All of the shit you guys have been getting into, I've been way over DNR's normal fare. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happened to cats and trees? Uh, I mean, you found magic circles and then decided it was your job to take care of them and blow off your day job, and then. <laughs> and then just. Every time V got here, this is just what we did. Like, yeah. yeah, weird, spooky, magical stuff was just, you know, daily routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Um, I'm gonna stop the recording here. This. Is... <laughs> okay. So today, just to recap, we had a bit of a philosophical discussion about who or what Choppy the Sentient Axe is. What, if anything, he defecates, <laughs> attempting to communicate with it, and. I don't know what, where we're gonna go from here. <laughs> but he does. It can only go up. I disagree. I think there's room to go down. <laughs> there's always room Choppy. to go down. Choppy is perfect and wonderful. You know, I so do. Do we jump the shark? I I don't know. I think Cheddar is like far better, but you keep looking for him, like at yeah. night when he's well established to be out at night. <laughs> I always think of it as like different, like slightly different times at night. So she's like, maybe he's here now. No, no, okay. <laughs> well, it's pretty much like as long as the sun is down, he's out, pretty much. So, so you, you, I will catch that little mouse eventually. Yeah, I think you'll have to make a more conscious effort to track him down, if that's what you want to do. Because so far you've been poking your head in when you happen to be passing by. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to like spend more, I mean, you did once. Like he spent the time to like hang out and wait for him. And when he when he finally came home, like he stayed up for you until you woke up and said hi, and you gave him a little yeah, food, true. and it was very sweet. But when you're poking your head in in passing, you know, your schedules don't exactly align, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, You know what? He's a smart boy. He understands, I'm sure. Yeah. And he's off doing stuff at night. You don't even know what he's doing. Sure, it's nothing but good things. Uh, that's the thing. You don't know. It could be good. could be bad. It, nothing but good. It, it could be, you know, I don't know, mouse things, which you probably couldn't even call good or bad. He goes out. Find some loose grain and fruit and nibbles on that and then goes home. <laughs> or he could be going on a series of epic quests, changing the future of Fairbay forever. Or or not. Eating fruit is probably more likely. <laughs> yeah, but do the more likely things happen? Well, not just in this campaign, but based on my history entirely, my predictions about... <laughs> about things are always wrong. <laughs> and it's never even like the exact opposite cuz that would count as predicting. Like it, um, if I say, if I say left and you go right, that would be something. But if I predict left and you go up, <laughs> like <laughs> which has kind of just been my experience. It's like, okay, well, I didn't account for up. I didn't know you guys could fly. God damn it. <laughs> but that's just been yeah, my life as a DM. The stage now where it's like you account for left and we go cheese. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've had, I've been waiting, I've been planning to have Gordon come arrest you for like two or three sessions now. Oh my god. And, but every time you're just like, you know what? We're, instead of waiting for the world to happen to us, we're just gonna explore the circles some more. Uh, Chappie goes in the sentient circle. That's what we're doing today. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Let's roll with that. I'm in. Sitting here like, who am I gonna trust to watch Chappie while she's in jail? <laughs> well, Hamish decided to take responsibility. Yeah. Good I Hamish. was fully expecting to get thrown under the bus on accident. <laughs> I know, that's why she's like, no, we're not going to talk about peeking in a hurry. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was fully expecting that, too. Just like, it's like, oh, that was a distraction. <laughs> it, it wasn't vandalism. Distraction then, for... Yeah. Can I appreciate <laughs> oh god I, how well that would have gone oh that would have gone very badly he's like his reaction pretty much would have been like god you guys are making my job really hard you know that right like I'm trying to stick up for you guys for the sake of my friend Umrin and then <laughs> and you just <laughs> and you just have to confess to uh, like holding a heist at like the most powerful man in town or basically <laughs> The most powerful I civilian in town. Brag about how well our heist went. Like, oh yeah, it was the first. It was good. Nobody even knew about. It. <laughs> yeah, she um... was worrying about this person yelling dragon, setting lawns. Well, you mentioned Tova would have been fucked. Yeah, yeah, we would have. You're like, okay, well, considering Jacoba still has the journals. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. Minor vandalism. I could have gotten. I, I I could swing as like some community service in a couple of days. Basically, a slap on the wrist. Because I mean, at the end of the day, no one got hurt and no serious damage was done to the estate. They put it out pretty quick. It was just some grass. Whatever. Yeah. But and, and technically, what uh, Jacoba and Liam did was in fact a robbery. Yeah. You you. you 
you broke and entered, and then you stole some things. You committed robbery, and yeah, like, well, <laughs> well, what makes it robbery? Yeah. Robbery makes it is because someone was there. If nobody was there, it would have been a murder, which is a much lower sentence because people aren't in danger. Yeah. Hell yeah. So. Yeah, we would have been fucked. Either way, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. 